Yeah, that'll work. That's uh, welcome to the retro breakdown, I guess. We were talking about drag. Actually, I was talking about having uh I was talking about having uh my having family over. And yeah. then I segued that into a metaphor about a spirit bomb, which I won't explain, but it has to do with, you know, social issues and just, you know, it doesn't matter. The point is we started talking about Dragon it, Ball, but but I'll make it uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's the point is we started talking about Dragon Ball and then I started the recording and now we're here. So, um never mind that. There's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Dude, I'm I'm really happy we didn't record this earlier. I know. We were going to record earlier this week and then like suddenly Nintendo Direct. So, let's just cut the Hey, I'm Time Wanderer. I, you can find me at twitch.tv slash timewanderer, youtube.com slash timewanderer, twitter.com slash timewanderer33. <laughs> I'm Tom, you can find me here. Yeah, that's great. We're friends and we talk about old video games and other stuff. Hey, a Nintendo Direct happened this week. Are you hype? It sounds like you were playing ActRaiser. Uh, I'm, I'm not playing ActRaiser, but I, I, I want to buy it. I was finishing a previous, a game that I, I okay, so... ActRaiser was announced, and they're like, it's being released later today. Castlevania was announced, they're like, it's being released later today. I was like, oh my god. But I made a promise I'd finish these other games first. So mm. I'm I'm sticking to that promise, and I'm finishing these other games first. Um, I have, like, two to to play through. And okay. then I'm going to buy ActRaiser right away. I'm I'm so excited. Because it's actually a game that we had talked about uh, playing for the for, for, for this yeah. podcast, because yeah, I we've... played it a long time ago. And Well, I have now played two other quintet uh games for this very podcast so why not this one dude and, oh actors are so awesome well the, i mean i don't know if the new one is but the original one was really really fun it was actually one of the first games that i ever played on an emulator uh, oh I, I i played it so i was in a programming class in high school and we had a lot of like every class period we'd we'd have free time sort of to do whatever you wanted if you got done with your your assignment and so I would get done with my assignment really quick, and then just I was playing ActRaiser for you know thirty minutes or twenty minutes or whatever it was uh, mm-hmm. every day for a couple of weeks until I beat it in programming class. It was really cool. <laughs> and yeah, good memory. I I feel like emulation is like the default. <laughs> like I don't know anyone that owned Act ActRaiser. But yeah, like, I don't know either. Yeah, all the, the so the reason I even played on emulator is because uh, Mr. Mr. Kyle, he he was like, hey, play this game. It's awesome. I just played on my emulator and I've heard about it. I think he had rented it or he might have played it on Super Nintendo at some point. But he 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 was he had finished it on an emulator. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, you got to play. it. I was like, yeah, I, I, I've heard of this game. I want to play it. So I don't think and anyone else I've ever talked to either has no idea what the game is. Maybe they've heard of it. But if they've played it, it's never been because they played it on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing it in like a <laughs> blockbuster or nope. anything. Me neither. I mean, I wasn't it's looking like, for I, it. It's like, did but... they ever even make physical? They must have made physical copies of this game. But like, I I don't remember ever seeing one. I can't rem- I can't remember seeing one in a used game store when I was nope. out like just looking. Like, it's, it's... I don't even know what the box art looks like. It's a yeah, me neither. It's it's a grand social experiment where it was never released, but everyone feels like they should know what it is, so everyone just says that they've that they uh oh yeah, of course. Of, of course I Yeah, I, everyone I, just Mandela affects it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> I but t- it I never totally, existed. It totally just was dropped it. it. It was dropped onto emulation sites in like two thousand seven. Yep. 
Yep, that's that's exactly what happened. Actually, I wonder what the Actraiser box looks like. I'm kind of curious now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, no, I do remember what the box art looks like. Not because I've ever seen the box art, but because I've seen the logo of the box art on uh, oh, OC yeah. Remix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do know this box art because I've seen it on emulation sites. <laughs> yeah. And and specifically because um, ActRaiser would always come up because when you go to the sites that list all of the games alphabetically, it is one of the first ones that comes up every time. Yeah, you hit, you hit that A and then the C. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be there. Only, the only thing, that, unless it was like AA, Ron, it's, it's always going to be right at the top. I mean, unless you have the ones where the numbers come first, then you get like, you know, you get like eight by eight eyes or. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. There's, yeah, like four by four racing or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so like, I don't know. I Castlevania. I'd, I'd... What? I'm just I'm so excited Castlevania just in general to play like I don't even care. We can I'm done with Actraiser now. We can move on. There's so many Nintendo Direct things. No. <laughs> no, that's fine. There's I I like I saw the Castlevania collection and I I don't know. Maybe it's just me, it. but I just looked at it and I was like, "Oh, it's another Castlevania collection." But it's so but did you play those games? You played Aria of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow is probably the best Castlevania game. Like they could have just released Aria of Sorrow and I would have been excited. That is Literally. true. Like, but Literally. I I have that on like, actually I think I have it on like my Wii U or something like that. Yeah, probably or something uh, like. I the, I bought the it Wii on. Wii U has all of those games on it. Oh, yeah, man. I I bought a, uh, I bought like a an eShop version of it or something. Um, at some point in your existence. at some point, and I played it. I played the whole thing. I was like, this is really really good. Wait, and I actually think that it? that is the I think that is the actual peak of Castlevania games. It's damn good. Because it's it, my it, favorite. I'd have to play it again. Because it really it. takes. So I mean, like the other game that you would potentially put at the at the peak of of Castlevania games is probably Symphony of the Night. But I think it just takes everything that's good about Symphony of the Night, expands it, refines it, and adds new stuff. Yeah, it's, I I need to play it again. Like. I played it one time and I didn't actually like, I didn't get all the souls and do everything. And I, I mm. tend to, I tend to like to play a game thoroughly before I can say, Hey, this is, this is it. This is the pinnacle of understandable. Um, but it's way up there for sure. It's right up there with symphony of the night. And I, well, I was going to say, um, what was it called? The uh, dawn of sorrow or whatever the, 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 the sequel. First one yeah. Yes. I, I enjoyed yeah. that game a lot. Those but games are basically the same they're, game. Right? They're direct sequels to each other. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So it would. Mm, I don't know. Either way, they're both awesome. And yes. I'm so I'm just no really question. happy that it was that it's now on the uh, that it's now on on Switch as a actually on every console. It's on Steam. It's on PS4. It's on Xbox. Mm. It's across the board. So if you want to trophy hunt in in these games, you know, load it up. You can you can now trophy hunt in Game Boy Advance games, which. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that can't be right. Nintendo owns everything that's on a Nintendo console. I was like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> no, it's Konami. It right. just it no, happened I, to be on that. But No, I know it's Konami, but in my head, it's, Nintendo has such a vice grip on anything yeah. that's theirs. I, I know what you any, mean. Any game that was ever released on any Nintendo console. It's like, we'll somehow... never see the light of day anywhere else. Yeah, that's that was my, my first thought was, no, that's not possible. Then it's like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was. It's just funny how the how how nintendo has has created that world for me yeah (laughs) 
I mean, it's understandable. Like there are a lot of games. There are a lot of games like that that you're right about. Like, um, well, we'll get into more of this, but like, um, the the big reveal for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Is uh, Bayonetta three. And Bayonetta 2 will never see life outside of a Nintendo console ever. To be fair, didn't they? They basically paid for it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. So, I mean, it is technically a it is technically a platinum games property, but like Nintendo essentially bought the Bayonetta franchise Yeah, because the first one didn't sell enough. The first one didn't sell enough copies because it's a platinum game and platinum can't sell their own stuff. Which is the saddest thing, but, you know. The first Bayonetta I really liked. I actually didn't... Pl- I own the second one, but I didn't play it. I realized this is a trend. <laughs> um, Yeah, Bayonetta 2 is better mechanically and worse um, in terms of, like, story and aesthetic. I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed the story and the aesthetic more than I cared about the gameplay. So I might enjoy the first one more still then. Possibly. It's but The, the second one better. feels better to play. Mm, okay. But like I, I wasn't as, you know, the the way that the first one just kind of like ramps up to this extreme, like yeah, this like extreme motorcycling up, like motorcycling up a rocket to kill God. Yes, that was um very enjoyable. Yes, it there isn't any. I wouldn't say there's anything in um, I wouldn't say there's anything at all in in Bayonetta two that lives up to that legacy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. So they, 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 it's still like, it's still a platinum game. It still goes over the top and it's silly and all that. But like, that was, that was a special situation that just, I don't think is, that is not followed up on. Okay. Okay. As, 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 to the, to the same degree, there, there wasn't anything. And in fact, the ending was kind of like, oh, I guess it's over now. Oh, that's a bummer. It, It was, it was kind of, it was kind of upsetting. Well, I, I, I'm thinking about playing through them before 3 comes out. Oh, dude. Okay, when they announced 3, at first I was like, I don't know what this game is. And then they sh- then the, what was it, like a, a bear or something showed up. And I was like, wait, is this Bayonetta? And I have no idea why that made me think of Bayonetta. Like, whenever that weird thing showed up. So it, that it is Lappy. Clicked. That okay, is Lappy. So is that in? No. Uh... Lappy is the mascot character from Astral Chain, which is the yes. other... Yes. Nintendo exclusive platinum made game. That's right. No, actually, no the other other one besides Bayonetta and Wonderful 101. True. Oh yeah, I forgot about Wonderful 101. Everyone I, does. <laughs> I know, much to your sadness. It's it's unfortunate, but it's understandable. The the learning curve on Wonderful 101 is even steeper than most platinum games. I I just not even I never even played it, so I can't speak to that, so I have no idea. Most people basically just burned out of it in the first mission, and I was almost one of them because it takes it takes a while to get going, and it is complex. It is mm. like it is like almost world ends with you level complexity on the controls. I don't, man. I don't. That, I, I should give it a try. I I don't think I actually own that one. <laughs> world ends with you, or no, no, no. Uh, uh, wonderful one on one. Yeah, yeah nobody was... owns Wonderful 101, but they did do a Kickstarter for a remaster, so you can get it now. Yeah, it was. I remember being super cheap on the Wii U, and I might have picked it up on like a $10 sale or something when they were just dumping it. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, it, it sold like 
famously badly. Right. I want right. to I want to say like 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 in the tens of thousands of copies lifetime. That's that's that's, that's pretty the, special. That's the platinum touch. That that's the platinum touch. Like incredibly well reviewed, amazing games that are unique and don't play like anything else that nobody buys. <laughs> that's platinum games. <laughs> it's it's the sa- it's it is the saddest thing to me because platinum like is a microcosm of everything that's wrong with the video game industry. Which is like, hey, look, a an an actual fresh and new and interesting idea that is executed well and is fun to play and 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 does new and interesting stuff well that everyone ignores. It's no wonder. And and they don't really like they don't really do a lot of sequels. Like Bayonetta is the only thing that they've done like a ton of uh, a ton of sequels on, and they're only up to three. And you. Cause they just keep throwing out new, they just keep throwing out new IPs. They, you know, wonderful one oh one and astral chain. And they try to do scale bound. And then Xbox was like, we're tired of paying you for this. And vanquish. Was which vanquish is a, any good? Vanquish is excellent. Huh? It's yeah, really I've, good. It's I have just, no idea. I don't, I don't usually play those types of games. So I just tend to stay away from them like super actiony uh i i enjoy i enjoy them occasionally but for the most part i'm just i just stick to the things that i know most of the time which is why i'm like eh. I, yeah i don't even remember why i bought bayonetta but i mean i was really happy i did but it was not it's not my normal thing to go pick up a game that i have no idea what it is in that genre sure at this point i am you know i am just at a point where hey platinum's making a game i i browse up mm like hover that finger over the buy button what else what else what else what was their first big i mean big game i mean i would i would say it's bayonetta except unless it depends on how far back you want to go because their first big game as platinum oh, they did, was definitely I mean, they bayonetta. did mad world it was mad world was the one i was trying to think of oh yeah 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 yeah, they yeah, did Mad World that. was cool. I forgot about that. And they did <clears> that. Infinite Space. I, <clears throat> uh, on yeah, did you ever hear of Infinite Space? That game was wild. I didn't actually. That I'm actually not do, familiar with that one. Uh, I'm gonna send you a link. It's really cool. I, it's sort of this strange game. Uh, I believe it was published by Sega. Yeah, it was published by Sega. Yeah, uh, Sega. But, Sega published a lot of Platinum's early stuff. I'm assuming it's, one. it's Platinum. Yes. This 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 would be one for a cool. This might be cool for a, a podcast someday it would be one that probably i play and <laughs> talk, talk about I mean, because sure. it's an old rpg and and uh you don't want to i know you you kind of don't want to play more ds games <laughs> huh yeah that's that would explain why uh why i didn't uh i didn't notice it i i wasn't even aware platinum did a ds game like any ds game well it was them and apparently someone called nude maker I have no idea who they are. Oh, they did Steel Battalion. No way. Oh, wow. Really? That is that is a legacy right there. Oh, so they I guess they've worked with Capcom, Grasshopper, Platinum, Sega and Konami. Hmm. Well, a lot of those are the same. (laughs) (laughs) Grasshopper manufacturer is. uh, Yeah, that's a Suda 51, I think. Yeah, it is. Actually, it is. That's cool. 
Steel Battalion. There's a game. There, There is a video game. I played that game once at a PAX. With the controller? Mm-hmm. Nice. They actually had it set up with, like, the whole, like, I don't know, four-on-four four or five-on-five. They had, like, enough controllers for everyone to actually, like, sit down and play to do, like, full like full matches so people could, like, come in and actually try. <laughs> That's sick. Try to play the game actually as intended. That's really cool. It oh, was yeah. really neat, but it's just... To go in there and just sit down and play it for, like, 20 minutes, it's so overwhelming. Like, from that is nothing. Not a, that is not a... That, it is... It is... It looks like it's an arcade game. It is not an arcade game. No, not at all. It is no, a game that is a sit there and read a manual for three hours game. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I mean. It's, it is not a uh, pick up and play. Oh, this is fun. Let's stop playing. <laughs> I mean, I what I was able to do in, you know, in like 20, 30 minutes with Steel Battalion is appreciate what that game is and what it's doing. The, the thing that I liked about Steel Battalion is it was at the time everybody just kind of took the controller for granted as something stupid and dumb. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. It was like, it's, it's not it's it's unnecessary or silly or whatever people said. And now it's it, I I would love if a game would release with special controllers and stuff like I sort of miss that time. I know it's it's kind of gone, but mm-hmm. the I, I enjoyed I really enjoyed the Hey, here's a here's 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 some congas to uh, some conga drums to play Donkey Kong to like that, right that that idea or maracas or whatever it is right like these Samba de Amigo mm-hmm. yep yeah I I love my weird plastic peripheral stuff so I I wish that those things would make a resurgence sometime even getting the the drum for um uh uh Tycho Tycho yeah Tycho Drum Master um is is you have to import it right like there's no way no way to get it in america outside from that i don't know actually i mean i would not be surprised if that was the case but i'm i'm not i haven't looked into how you oh no i mean you can get it on amazon but i'm pretty sure it's technically from an import yeah 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 uh site or whatever but yeah i love i love those i I miss i miss i miss those silly controllers although i have no space for them (laughs) i um not too long ago, Jesse picked up Guitar Hero Live. Oh. I say not too long ago. It was like two years ago. But like, considering that, considering how Guitar Hero's heyday was like over a decade ago. Sure. That's, uh, that's pretty damn recent. Um, it was, it was for, uh, I, I want to say it was for Xbox One. Um, yeah, it right. was... She saw it at like Meyer or something and it was on clearance for like $15 or something. She's like, well, yeah. you know, with like and the full box with the new controller and everything. And she was like, OK, for this price, like I'm curious, I'll I, you know, I'll bite. I'll bite and see and see what it's about. Um, So I was going through my I was going through my closet yesterday and I saw it tucked in the back of the closet and was like, oh, yeah. So that's basically where i'm at with that right now i mean i'm is like back of the closet covered in dust and i forgot we had it (laughs) i understand that's how a lot of people feel about them it's it's but it's it's also i'm really happy nintendo's like hey hey you you want you want to buy a 64 controller for more money than you would have paid for it in 98 so you probably didn't see this but i got into a whole thing yesterday 
where I uh, I posted my default. Have I talked to you about my default uh, N64 controller grip? Yeah, where you used it on, didn't you use it on the side and reach across? Yeah. Like you, you held it on, on, like you would, you would hold it how you would think you would hold the button with two shoulder controls. Yes. Yeah, so I I took pictures and posted it on, I posted it in Discord and on, uh, and I'm now sending them to you. Oh yeah, I see now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I got like universally dunked on for this. Yeah, I think it's fair. By a bunch of people on Twitter and like, and the thing is, like, this is how I grew up using the controller. Yeah. So I never knew any better, really. Well, and, and like, like you, you've talked about how you don't play games that often with a bunch of other people. So like, you wouldn't have even had, like, a point of reference of other people being like, dude, why are you holding it like that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I we had um, we had other controllers, but, like, all of the other controllers were... Um, so there were games like uh, there were games like Snowboard Kids that sure. my whole family played together and like Mario Party. So yeah. we had four controllers, but they were but the, they were the controllers you see at the checkout of like a, a blockbuster. <laughs> essentially, yeah. And honestly, there was a third party controller that uh, there was a third party controller that my parents actually preferred that sure. was actually laid out more like a traditional controller with just like two wings and the and the joystick on the left. OK, yeah. Um, and I like, hated like it how, because like a normal human designs a controller. Basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they preferred that because it was smaller and easier to use for them. And, I and disliked it because it had like a weird, it had a weird thing where the the um the control stick was like tilted, like it was intended to be held in an almost like sort of off center kind of way. Mm, okay and like so when i anytime i would hold it and i would try i would try to push like down yeah it would end up being like down left oh yuck because like because like the way i was oh, holding i know i know it, exactly what controller you're talking about actually i know exactly which one you're talking about you I, might I, actually because i, I think know, it was I'm a pos- mad cats i'm positive i've seen this control i'm pretty sure kyle or brandon one of my other friends had this controller because it, um, it's weirdly asymmetrical yes yes and uh, and the the left side of it is like bigger than the than the right side so it's yes, meant to be yeah. held like with the one side kind of like further down than the other oh, and it, it every one, time this, this i would controller hold on, hold on every time i would hold it the uh oh that's absolutely it yes yeah yeah, yeah. the yep. super pad 64 plus yeah yeah yep. it's 100 percent that one yeah so they would always use that one and like it's it's got this weird like loopy asymmetrical design so anytime i would try to press down it would never be just down it would be down in another direction and i think it was usually left and at that that always messed me up so i never used that one yeah i would also I, I, I would like to just publicly call out both of my parents for being filthy cheaters who knew how the who the learned how buttons? the turbo control worked on the uh, on the <gasps> controller and would use it in every Mario Party mini game whenever they could, <gasps> and like openly, like it was obvious that they were doing it. So any any <laughs> any Mario Party mini game that involved like mashing of any kind, I would literally just get up and leave the room because it was just over. Oh, I would be so mad. <laughs> and that was just how we played for the longest time. They were just like, well, you know. 
sorry, sorry, children. Yeah. Get dumped on. <laughs> to be oh, fair, I was a teenager and better than them at every other game. Sure, so, sure. Like, so it was it was it basically was, their free win. It was their it was their handicap. <laughs> it was it was essentially like you're gonna beat us in every other one, so let us have this. Fine. But then it became this weird RNG of like, well, whether or not I can win a mini game depends on whether or not it's a mini game that involves mashing or actual skill. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's really silly. So anyway, I don't like that controller for yeah, a, for, I, for a I variety of reasons. I, I I did not like this controller just because of how this controller, what it, what it looks like. It's it's like someone. It's like a Picasso controller. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's that's. Just, I, I get I I I get that. Uh, I, I suppose a sixty four controller is also. <laughs> I mean, it ain't sense. perfect. <laughs> I will say, if you ignore the, the, so I you you hold the controller however you like. If that works for you, that's cool. But if for me, if I just ignored the left half of the controller, which I I want to say the majority of people probably did. Um, yeah, it was actually pretty all right. It was it was pretty comfortable. It was it was uh, awkward just because why have that part of controller it's it's just really when you understand the concept of why that controller was built that way it actually makes a lot of sense and is totally fine the idea behind the n64 controller is that it is intended to be both a d-pad and analog controller at the same time correct yes it's but not both of them at the same time you choose which one of those functions you want to use yeah the l button and the z button were supposed to be used if you're using the joystick or the d-pad right the 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 l button and the z button are are intended to be mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. the z button is your l button if you are using the joystick yeah and, and it's 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 funny because the it's now it's easy to look at it and kind of laugh, but when you actually think about it and know what they were doing with it and realize it was the first, you know, joystick, you're yeah. sort of it's a pretty great design, especially if you compare it to other controllers like like the Jaguar controller, which was <laughs> my favorite bad controller probably ever because it yeah. had an entire keyboard pad in, mm-hmm. the, in the middle of the controller. Um or phone pad, excuse me, like zero through you know, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. the little octothorpe and the asterisk and stuff and it was it was a god that controller's a disaster and I love that halfway through the the Jaguar's life they were like God this controller is really complicated and sort of awkward how can we fix it hmm, let's add three more buttons mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god but so so the the long and the short of what I'm trying to get at here is I'm I'm totally hyped to buy the 64 controller again for fifty dollars and it totally unnecessary for 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 it. <laughs> It is completely unnecessary, and and Nintendo knows exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Here's the thing. So, like, we should probably, like, actually talk about the Nintendo Direct. The, the fact that the Nintendo Direct introduced uh, N64 and Sega Genesis games. I was just not expecting Sega Genesis. That was like a what? <laughs> yeah, that one, that one was out of nowhere. Um, it's not that surprising because like the eShop had Genesis games for on the uh, or the the Wii Shop channel. No, it's not surprising, but it was one of those moments of, huh, that's cool. I'm kind of excited. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I own every Genesis game in two collections. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with both of those things is like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I well, the kind one, of have all of these already. 
at least the 64 games are not easy to play because even on emulation the 64 is sometimes not great like when you were playing mischief makers right there was some awkward slowdown and stuff because of how the games were emulated or if it, maybe you could have optimized it i have no idea mm. but um so 64 i'm actually i'm genuinely excited to play some of those 64 games again like i'd like to replay yoshi story uh or or hey if donkey kong 64 comes out that's that's a podcast waiting to happen yeah who doesn't want to play donkey kong 64 again 100 percent hundred yeah 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 requirement otherwise we can't even talk about it <laughs> like i did as a child exactly hey i would i would like to because i got about 120 or something bananas I was like i'm i think i'm done <laughs> what i actually need to do honestly is play banjo kazooie oh dude that was so cool that that was that was kind of snuck in there like as a future game that's coming out yeah just because now you know rare you know it's 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 like I, rare I like that. rare is on the table now yeah, I, I really love that Nintendo and um, Microsoft have this kind of like side relationship thing going on. Yeah. Where, where they're like, yeah, of course, here's Minecraft. Of course, you can get Xbox yeah, yeah. achievements on it. Or here's Ori in the Blind Forest. And like all these uh, Xbox exclusive titles, these these things that don't they don't have to be on Nintendo systems ever again. And they're like, no, let's let's kind of team up a little bit here. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Here is, and this is a very personal opinion. This is not a, this is not a meant to be a broad, like, this is not meant to be a broad, a broad opinion of for how everyone should feel about this. I want everyone to be excited about there being Genesis and N64 games on coming to the, whatever the Switch Online expansion pack is. Um I'd like ever if you're excited about that, great. Be excited about that. I am not as excited about that as I want to be. Sure, okay. And the reason for that is because I looked at the games that were on offer and I was like, I've played all of these. And not just I've played all of these, but like I have played almost all of these so many times that there's no real benefit to me having them or playing them again. Like this is not, there's not going to be any like rediscovery here. Most of these are just going to be games that sit there. So like on the, on the NES and SNES online services, the games that I have the most hours in are games that I haven't played before. Sure. Cause it's there and it's like, yeah, all right, let's, let's pop into that and see what that's about. Um, I've actually played like several hours now of fire and ice. All right. <laughs> on like it's one of the more recent nes games to come out it is, and it's yeah. like it's, and, it's the it's the sequel or the it's a what's the actual name of it in uh there's another name for fire and ice i'm pretty sure isn't there um almost definitely but i have no idea what it is god i can't god. imagine it was called fire and ice in japan uh, i think it's solomon's key is what i want to say I'm, I'm trying to google it i do not feel like those games are related yeah, Solomon's Key, prequel to Solomon's Key, known as Fire and Ice in North America. Solomon's Key 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's actually, wow, okay. It's very so shocking Solomon's to me that those, games are, that those games are considered connected in any way. Yeah, well, I, the real shocking thing is why Nintendo changed the, the naming of them. I don't know. Solomon's Key is on the NES. It's even on the NES service, like the Nintendo yeah. Live stuff. Um, I, I, the... I, I guess I'm super excited just because I I like those games. 
I, I do I mean, too, I, but it's I like I like them, them and I have them and I've played them a lot. So it's like I can just play those when I want to play them. Yeah, but it's not that easy to hook up the 64, at least at least in my apartment, like to hook up the 64 would be kind of a an annoyance. Yeah, so I guess that's turn true. the switch on is cool because you're right. Yes, if I wanted to, I have I mean, I have pretty much every single Nintendo 64 game that anyone would want to play at my house, but I don't it's not easy for me to play them. So having them at the, like the potential to play them on the switch with rewind time, which we've talked about how that helps. Like, yeah, imagine no, playing that's Donkey Kong 64 or Banjo Kazooie with rewind time. I think it's going to be so nice where you don't have to redo a whole section. It's like, sure you could, cause you, you missed a jump and fell and now you have to like spend five minutes climbing back up to try it again. Yeah, and, and of course, that's sort of, I, I mean, a purist would say that ruins the experience or whatever, but I say, hey, that's just convenience. Like, that's yeah. just, you know, it's like being able to have a cell phone as opposed to looking for a payphone or whatever. I don't know. Right, yeah. It's just sort of the changing of the times. I'm okay with this. Um, or being able to play Paper Mario again. Like, for Lachise, Lachise has never played Paper Mario, so having that there, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that'll be awesome. But I, I, I get what you're saying. It's not, like, new. It's not... So it's not a... what I was really looking forward to, mm-hmm. everyone everyone was rumoring that they were going to add Boy. Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. And I was yeah. like, that would have been amazing because I missed almost all of those games. Yeah, we were just talking about how you had never played um, the the Game Boy Mario games. Yeah, no. Mario Land. No. Um, it those was games are awesome. Like playing Link's Awakening is like that's probably like aside from Pokemon is probably like the only main uh Game Boy or Game Boy Color game that I played like I can probably count on one hand like it's like Winx it's like Link's Awakening and Pokemon and Shantae and I guess we played Trip World for a <laughs> podcast a while ago so that's a thing um and I'm 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 sitting here and I'm like, is that might be it? Is that it? I think that's it. <laughs> so like, there's so much good stuff that came. I'm sure there's more that I'm just not thinking of right now, but that's pretty close to the extent of it. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where like, if it had, if it had been Game Boy, there would have been so much stuff there that I would have been excited about on the merits of, oh yeah that's i heard that's really good but i never played that and i heard that's i heard that's really good but i never played that is almost the case for nothing that was announced yet that was announced on the n64 service i think i saw sin and punishment which i never played and i would actually like be willing to give that a look but that's about it so so tell me what was winback like (laughs) what that was one of the other 64 games that was announced. Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay, no, so yeah. that's that's probably one that I would actually be like, hey, what's that about? It's it's actually, I, I had fun with, it's a, a an average game that I remember having fun with. I rented it once. I mm. I know I rented it, but I, yeah, I don't own this game. Um, oh, that might be the one that I saw and I was like, is that Shadows of the Empire? Yeah. <laughs> it looks a little bit better than that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, they, I i only saw i only saw like a, a short clip of it when they were showing all the games and i did like i knew what everything was except for one and i was like wait is that so if, if i'm remembering correctly Winback, one of the the reasons it was a neat idea and, and it ha- had some praise was that it, it kind of 
innovated a cover system so you can take oh. cover behind stuff and then du- like jump out and shoot at people and then duck back behind it and stuff like that oh okay um, so if, I, I could be wrong but i want to say that that was i mean at the at the time that was not something that every single game was doing so yeah, i don't think i want to say like i think it was actually the very first one to do it maybe not the very first but it was one of the very first ones i, I don't know it's mm. always you, you never know. It yeah, also yeah. it does it also uses the the special covert action team uh, acronym or SCAT. <laughs> no, come on. Yep. <laughs> no, come on team. though. You're on you're on the SCAT team. <laughs> Thank you, Koei. Like, <laughs> did they just not understand? Did they not know? It's it's, it's fine. Is it? It's fine. It's the special covert action team okay secretary of defense um so this this was i mean so is that that... is that better or is special cybernetic attack team better neither that's that's the only correct answer (laughs) so when i saw winback i was kind of excited only because it's not a game that i would ever say oh man we should play winback like let's leave it on my idea of games for us to have touched on the podcast. But when I saw it being released, I was like, man, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to look at win back now. Cause I was, I had all these memories of renting it and playing it as a kid come rushing back. And I was like, God, I never finished it. So that would be, that's one of those ones that I'm excited about. I, I, so I think what I'm, the thing that I'm most excited for is, is sure. Being able to replay some games that I've played a bunch, but like you said, it's, it's not like, we haven't played those a million times now that some people haven't. So that's cool. But yeah. what I'm excited for is to see what kind of weird garbage we get. <laughs> like, once they, once they've like gotten all the, the good stuff out and they start scraping the barrel for like bomboozle. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't wait to get like all the really strange crap that you're like, what this was on the 64. <laughs> or, oh, and those or... will probably be the games that I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like when like, I get like, I don't even know, like Charlie's uh, Charlie's Blast <laughs> Team or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh man, I hope we get uh, Blast Core. That'd be sweet. We probably won't get Congress Bad Fur Day only because no. Um, sorry, Charlie Blast Territory. That's what it was. I don't even know what that is. It's okay. So when Bamboozle came out on the on the SNES online, did you like fire it up and play it for 10 minutes or anything? Or did you just ignore it? I think I just ignored it. I'm not remembering it even. It's basically that, but on the N64 and with (laughs) a less horrifying mascot character. Gotcha. Oh, man, we could even get something. We could get like the Earthworm Jim 3D classics or or some Gex games. It is, it's essentially, it's a puzzle game. Oh, okay. And the idea is to basically, like, the idea is to basically, like, you have to set off all of these bombs safely with, like, these, with, like, these chain reactions and find the, and it, like, the, the bombs, like, take out some of the floor and you have to find, like, how to set off the bombs without blowing yourself up and also without, um like taking out all of the floor so that you can get to the next area and so on and so forth. Oh, that's just kind of cool. It's, it's a neat idea. Right. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. Chemco makes that too. So yeah. So basically like months from now, 
Mark it down right now. We're almost definitely getting Charlie Blast territory <laughs> on on the N64 <laughs> online service. Because it's it's literally just like a sequel to Bamboozle, which is already okay. on SNES yeah, online. You're probably right. Yeah, we should actually just we should make our predictions by looking at what trash uh <laughs> um, what's our what's our favorite developer for uh the the super nintendo games i'm blanking on their name um we, are we you talking about um natsume or no no natsume i mean natsume what, what's the other one jalico jalico <laughs> we should see what uh six if if jalico made any 64 games <laughs> that's that's how we'll know that's the did they make any oh i don't think they made anything for the 64 they oh, must have so gone sad. all. They must have gone all in on the. Uh, they went PlayStation. Yeah, they went all in on the on the disc stuff. Because I know oh. they made. I know they made at least one PlayStation game because I had to play one. Yeah, no, they, oh yeah, you you played Dragon Seeds, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah, which is actually not bad. But yeah, it seemed, I, I, I uh, it seemed okay. Huh? It was fine. It was. It say... was one of those games where it's like, yeah, there are ideas. Mm-hmm. I think. The, it, yeah, uh, they they <laughs> skipped straight from from SNES to GameCube. Yeah, for Nintendo stuff, I think they made yeah. maybe they made like a handheld game in there, but I, it was probably more like the DS. Once they realized it was printing money, they uh, they did a port of Jazz Jackrabbit for Game Boy Advance. Oh, thank God, that was needed. Which I didn't realize existed. Nope, me neither. Probably for good reason. What you know? What's interesting is the Genesis Genesis licensing must be strange because the Genesis games that they're getting, you know, you, you see games like you see the Castlevania games and the Contra games, which we're not yeah. getting those on Super Nintendo, but we're getting them on the Genesis right. system. So it makes me wonder what, how licensing works for all of that uh, going forward for the Genesis games. Because maybe we'll, maybe the Genesis, maybe we'll actually get some pretty cool Genesis games that aren't part of the, sort of overarching, you know, main Genesis collections that are floating around. I saw one in particular that I recognized as one that I hadn't seen on any of the other collections. Yeah. In the in the starting collection and that's Musia. Yeah, I was I was going to say that too. Yeah. Yes. Um that game featured in Cusa Grande like 3 weeks ago. <laughs> no way. How, how how bad was it? It was okay. So to the game's credit, it looks more or less functional. Mm -hmm. Uh, the jump looks bad, but mm. like the movement looks bad, but it looks kind of interesting. And I feel like it is one of those games like many in Cusa Grande where the it's not just straight bad. It's just weird. OK, it's weird and strange and might actually be worth playing. But it I, also I'm, looks ex it also looks very, very difficult. I, I would like to hear the music because the, the wiki page just says that it has speed metal soundtrack and that sounds interesting and then it's like oh wait this is a genesis game so i'm not sure if that's actually good or not i mean i don't know that's one of the only things that the genesis could actually could actually do properly so true i i, like, I will definitely grungy I would metal this. soundtracks it was yeah, like the, it was like the one thing that that yamaha chip was good at that's fair that's fair i'm i'm checking out the video now and the music is it's 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 pretty amped up. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it would. Okay, that's here. That's cool. Here's the thing. Whatever, whenever that comes out, the 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 Genesis Supposedly and N64, like probably late October. Yeah, um, just in time for birthday. 
<laughs> it's it's going to cost more money. True, but it's probably going to be like 10 bucks. It might be 10, it might be 20. Yeah, I can see. Whatever that. it is, and it's per year, so I know it's I know it's like relatively a uh, relatively small difference, but like the I'm just looking at it and I'm like, I don't know, is it worth that? I don't know if it's worth that to me. Here's the thing. Did you ever buy a game on the Wii U or the Wii at the Virtual Console? Did you buy one Nintendo 64 game ever on either of those services? Or any games, actually, on any of those services? Because if you bought, like, three games, you've paid for, the th- you paid for like, two or three years of whatever this is going to cost more of. I honestly don't know if I did. Yeah, no, that's 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 I that doesn't surprise me because you you tend to you know be very conservative when it comes to buying those kinds of things, right? Like, so that that makes sense. I I am more than happy to purchase my uh, expansion pack for for the Nintendo sixty four so I can play four player games finally. <laughs> okay, so Which, the fact that you I can actually play games. games four player online is very tempting, but also will it actually work? Yeah, sure. I, th- I think it will work. I don't know. I was more just like, I just love the idea that it's called the expansion pack. Like, that was obviously on purpose, but in, in this particular instance, it just is so fun, because, you know, the 64. It's kind of it's kind of interesting, because it feels like they're almost reclaiming it. Uh-huh. Where it's like, the, the expansion pack is something that has been, like, sort of universally reviled. Yeah. As this, you know, like, oh, so you add four megabytes of of RAM with this expansion pack and it and it works with like three games <laughs> and two of them. They don't even know what it does. <laughs> one of them lets you save the game, which is fairly important. <laughs> Wait, what, which one is that? I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't saving the game. It wasn't saving the game. It based. It was the. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I was. I was. I was remembering it that way because we were uh, trying to play Gauntlet Legends with multiple people and didn't mm. realize we needed it all at once. And I had it wrapped up as saving, but it's actually just to make it so you can play it with more than like one or two people. I see. That's right. That's right. That's right. The uh, the the most famous one is like Donkey Kong 64 came packaged with the expansion pack. Yep. And the expansion pack doesn't do anything in that game, except make it run. I mean, except but rare <laughs> doesn't rare never actually knew why that happened. They, they were like, just, we just like more, there is more RAM. <laughs> there is a game breaking crash that happens that is not RAM related and putting the expansion pack in fixes it. But we don't know why it's Nintendo's grand plan. That's why they added that space because they knew at some point this was going to be a requirement. <laughs> so there's that there's Majora. And I don't know of any other games that actually use it. Gauntlet Legends was, okay. a, was a big one. Uh, I don't know. After that, I can't think off the top of my head. It's the yeah, I, I kind of... Expansion pack. Yeah. Required games. See, there are some where it's required, and then there's some where it's supposedly, like, enhances oh, yeah, the experience. Dark, perfect oh. dark. Like, like, the majority of the game isn't even usable without it, I don't think. I did. see perfect dark is one that so perfect dark if they added perfect dark to um to the to the n64 like i've never played that so that would be a situation where like yeah okay i might i might jump in on that because that would be that would be what i was talking about before with the discovery 
right sure of like this is a this is a game that i and it's part of the reason why it's part of what i want to do with this whole podcast in the first place is like i'd always heard about this game but never played it so let me go back and rediscover it and see what the hype is about yeah and that's kind of what i wanted a lot of this to be and i'm not going to get that because i'm very very familiar with almost all of the games that they've that they announced um but there may be some later that i'm like hey that's cool i Never did play that. That would be interesting. No, I get it. And it's and sometimes so I'm I'm person I am a person that gets extremely excited about uh things in general. Like I just love that I love that hype. I I, I, I it's so fun to me to be amped up about something. So I'm easily like, Yes, that's awesome, I can't wait. Mm. And then when it actually comes out, I'll you know, I'll be more even keeled, like, okay, this is pretty exciting, or maybe I'm even gonna be like, eh. <laughs> I'll play it for a couple minutes and that's it. Right. Like I, I have no idea what, yeah, it will, yeah. what it will really feel like when it comes out. But I, I know I've been wanting to play a couple of these 64 games again, like mostly Yoshi story. Like I really want, I don't know why I wanted to play Yoshi story again, but I didn't, I kind of wanted to play Kirby after we had played Kirby um, mm. a while back. And yeah, so, Crystal Shards is fun. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's cool to have it that way. Or like the, the, the sports games on the 64, like Mario tennis. And if they put Mario golf on there, which I don't they know did, they I because it's, I know tennis is there, but I don't know if golf will be. I thought they put both of them up there. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering then. Cause I wasn't sure if they'd bother putting golf. Cause it would pretty much make the golf game. They just released way worse. <laughs> Why would anyone? I mean, let me see. Mario 64 golf is a lot better than pretty much every golf game that they've released since. I mean, you know, Mario uh, Mario Golf has plum and and do and, and Metal Mario Mario 64 Mario Kart's Star Fox okay, Star Fox 64, the ability to play Star Fox 64 online four player is actually yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty I, cool. I feel I I think so if you're expecting something and you want something like I, I kind of I'm I'm with you with the Game Boy thing. I was sort of excited to have the Game Boy games be released. So if that's sort of it's it's basically what we've talked about before, it's, you know, create it's having those expectations. Right. And then if they're not quite met, you're sort of like, eh, it's not there. But then as time goes on or things get eased in or whatever it is, or you see the value in something, then you can be like, oh, OK, that's I get it now. OK, it's it's it might just take time to grow on you. <laughs> OK, so. OK, so Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, Ocarina of Time. Uh, Winback, Mario Tennis, Doctor Mario sixty four, and Sin and Punishment are launching. Okay, with this with the service, uh, Mario Golf is one of the games confirmed to be coming later. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Mario Golf is really good. Well, my memory of Mario Golf is really good. Maybe it's trash now. Who knows? It might be. It's 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 sort of like my memory of Diablo two is great, and then I played the I played a demo of the diablo 2 remaster i was like yeah i don't want to play this game this is lost in time like this is my memory See, of this is fantastic but i have no interest in actually going back and playing games with this this pace of speed like this pace of game is not something i'm interested in anymore. yeah and i wonder about that because like is that because you have changed or because is that because the actual like is that because you've changed or is that because the remake feels different it's because I've changed for sure. It's mm. just because the, the speed of what I'm or like what I want out of an experience is different, right? Like I would never have 
rewinding time wouldn't have been something that I thought about before, but now I look forward to it. Like the Castlevania games are like, hey, rewind time. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's actually a selling point for me. Yeah. Because I don't have to worry. I mean, not that those games are very difficult. No. But it's sort of nice. When well, like, yeah, I mean, the I need to reset the the Metroidvania Castlevania games, the the Egovania <laughs> ones are not terribly difficult because they're level based and you can kind of just grind up. Oh, yeah. Bloodlines is in it. Stuff. But like, yeah, but like Dracula X is like a more traditional, like actually difficult. So like, it's weird. The 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 traditional old school um, Castlevania games are actually pretty tough. Mm-hmm. The um, but like the newer ones are not nearly as difficult because you can kind of just you can kind of just level your way out of trouble if it comes down to it. <laughs> yeah, or or there's always some sort of weapon or ability or something that you can find or equip that makes you powerful too so it's it's both actually right like it's leveling and equipment yeah Uh, so it's the the challenge is there if you want it to be like if you want to do low level runs or starting equipments or whatever it is uh it's there but if you don't want it to be it's it's absolutely not yeah which I, 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 like. I really like games that have that kind of variable difficulty where it's like, this could be really, really difficult, but it doesn't have to be. It's really, yeah. and it's not something you have to consciously select for yourself. It's not a menu where it's like, do you want this to be easy or hard? It's yeah, literally actually, I like just that so like, much more. it's literally just, do you, do you want to just grind up a bunch of stuff and play more to make the game easier? Or do you want to like, try to push through and do this at a, at a lower level. Like it's, it really is just determined based on your gameplay. Yeah. I, I actually, I think, I think this might have difficulty modes too. Cause I think there was some extra stuff added that was new. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't remember what they, that they said about it now, actually, because I, I know there's stuff that they added to the games. Like you can play with different, the different regions of the game and everything, which is cool. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just, I'm just excited to read to the, to hear the Castlevania music again <laughs> and have an excuse to replay all of the games, which is probably why I'm more excited than, uh, than is rational for what it is because it's just like, Oh yes, now I can play these really great games again. And I have a reason to do it as opposed to me just wanting to play them, <laughs> which I know I, makes no sense, but that's yeah, just I mean, how it works. I mean, that's I mean, that's part of the that's that's the trick, basically. Yeah. It's like yeah. we're announcing this thing that already existed. So now now that we've announced it, you have a reason to care about it, even though it's been here the whole time. And you but own like, it. <laughs> but but we announced it. So get yeah, now, excited about it. the announcement because you announcement. can buy it. <laughs> this is basically what the uh, what all the Devolver Digitals talk about is like, well, we're announcing this. And it's really all it's really all just about the hype. It's not really about content or substance. It's really just about getting you excited to spend money. Well, I don't think that's fair because it's not it's it's the actual game. It's not like it's just a preview of a game of what it could be. Right. Because that's more of what they were joking about is the idea that here here's the announcement of a video game. Like here's Deathloop. Deathloop is coming. Deathloop's almost here. Deathloop's here. Oh, my God. Deathloop's out. Does anybody care? Eh, it's all right. Right. Like, I feel like that's what they were more joking about. Not so much. Just I feel like an announcement Deathloop of a game is that's coming out. It feels like Deathloop is 100 percent 
a game that everyone is going to love and talk about for one month. Yeah, it. well, I guess it, it came out. I don't know. It did. And I've heard people say very positive thing about things about it. And some people are saying that it's, you know, it's a it's their game of the year. Wow. And um, and I'm seeing and I'm seeing some other people say that they played it and they're basically done with it and don't really care about going back to it because they're just kind of over it now. Sure. Yeah. Which, you know, that's. That would be me, even if I liked it a lot. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. That is not. Yeah, I was going to say for a game because I would be playing it for the story. I wouldn't be playing it for the because there's like some multiplayer thing, right? Where you can like go into the people's world and. Yeah, there's a it sounds like it sounds like an almost Dark Souls invasion type of. Yeah, that's that's what I that was my interpretation. Um, But yeah, that's that would be something that I would I would that would be something I would literally just turn off. I would turn off unless I wanted to try invading, but I would not want to have the invading part. Like I would not want to have the, inv- or if I was being the invader, I would not want to be the invadee. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like if like I, that's kind of how I think about it in dark souls too, is like, would I want this to happen to me? Well, then I'm not going to do it to someone else. Yeah. Well, if, if the option is to turn it on or off and they don't turn it off, then it's on them. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I think. Yeah. And it, it depends on how they handle it, because in uh, in in Dark Souls, it's like, do you want to have the game be online at all? Right. Then you're open. You're opening yourself up to invasion. Uh, OK. And that's you know, that's just the choice that you and it's like, do you want to play co-op with your friend? Well, you're opened up to invasion. Do you want to be able to read other people's messages? You're opened up to invasion. Really? Okay, I did, I I've not like if you that are online, online and you ever. and you are like you there's there's other um there's other conditions like you have to be in human form and whatever so you could just p- technically play in in like shade form or soul form the whole time. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be in human form to summon your friends in to play like a co-op game. Mm. And like, so it's, there isn't an option where it's like, I want to play offline, but turn off invasions. Okay. I didn't know that. You literally cannot do that. The game is designed for you, for you to just have to deal with that when someone wants to do it. I don't like that. I don't either. A lot of people don't. And it's, that's the type of thing where it's like, okay, well, if like, if you are cutting yourself off from other gameplay mechanics and other gameplay things, just because you want to not have to deal with invasions that sucks yeah that really sucks actually i mean i a part of me is like get good (laughs) and then a part of me is like well that's not fun for the people that don't want to play that way and then it's like well maybe i it's it's one of those weird situations where i i i don't know how i would handle it if i was the person in charge of making the decision to keep or get rid of that feature because it kind of sucks that it's there for the people that really don't want it but if that's the vision then maybe it's fine i don't know yeah i that i feel the same way about like any sort of difficulty thing like people talking about like sekiro needs an easy mode and i'm like i would love if i would never use it but i would love if sekiro had an easy mode however i don't think it's necessarily from soft's like i don't think it's necessarily from soft's uh, like responsibility to create an easy mode if that's not what they want their game to be. Yeah, I think I think that's I'm very much about that. 
where it's if, if on the other other hand um on the other other hand the like if someone like someone modded in an easy mode to Sekiro so that it would be available for the people who want it and i think that's cool oh yeah that's great but I, there I are some have, never have a problem with know, that that's, the whole that's... uh the whole like Wait, are there people that would? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Are, are there you that familiar are with the whole like? Oh, I you, you were going to uh, say the internet. <laughs> I genuinely thought you were going to say, "Are you familiar with the internet?" I mean, Just... that's honestly like it's not that far <laughs> was... off of what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry." <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole meme, uh, there's a whole meme rant of someone who like. It's the one that goes like, uh, "You you learned nothing, you gained nothing, you experienced a hollow victory." Oh God, no. Um, that Sorry, was I'm, I'm... that is a rant that someone went on, an angry rant that someone went on in in response to someone, <laughs> no uh, in, no to way. someone writing an article on like Polygon or something like that about like I. Uh, about their experience going through Sekiro on easy mode. Oh my god. What 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 are they talking about? It's it's a freaking video game, man. You, it, you would think it would be that easy. It's like, you know what? Oh, no, like no, no. this it is, is something that, that they was, are <laughs> you would think it would be something it's it is literally like you don't have to engage with this. There being different oh, difficulty modes is so crazy. that people can have an experience that is fun for them. That's that's it. Like it, if your experience is to go maximum difficulty, then that's great. Go do that. I like that too. Right. I, right. I like to. I I like to skew up to like higher difficulty. Um, as long as it's well thought out, I'm on board. Yeah, it's as long just, as it's not just like dumb bullet, like dumb damage sponge stuff. Because I can't stand that type of difficulty. Yeah, no, that's annoying. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, like generally speaking, I like a, I like a challenge. I like to, I like the feeling of being like, of being challenged and then overcoming that and being able to like, and being able to come out of that on the other side and be like, yeah, I did it. Feel good about it. Like, I love <sighs> that. But that's not everybody's thing. And if someone wants to go through and they like the aesthetic and the design and the look and the feel of Sekiro, but they want a less punishing version of the game to play that's more fun for them, then they should play the game that's more fun for them. Video games are for everybody and you should just enjoy them the way you want to. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a that's a that's that sounds like. To, to be perfectly honest, I'm pretty sure that person is angry about something that has nothing to do with video games at all. And they're just using that as their their outlet for whatever it is they're actually upset it, about. Cause it, it definitely has the feeling of like, I have tied my self-worth to yes. my ability to be good at this. And if you or take that, the, I need if, if you take that validation away from me about like being able to feel like, hey, I'm good at this and and. And I'm better at this than people than other people because they can't go through this. And I and I could like that's how I derive my self-worth. And if you take that away from me, I will react very negatively. I feel like it has to go even deeper than that because that's still true, right? Like they, they can still go through the game on the hardest difficulty, which someone else can't like and they can still brag and talk about how amazing they are. So I it has to. I, but it's, it has to but be it's a more fundamental gatekeeping. It's an I sure. got I did this and you didn't. 
because yeah, but I'm that's, better that's, than you. That's what I, that's exactly what I'm getting at right there is that I feel like it goes more to the whatever the psychological reason is for why that's important to them more more so than just hey I want to be like my self worth is tied up in this game and my ability to play it. It feels like it's like no I want to be I need to be a gatekeeper to somebody because somebody was a gatekeeper to me or whatever it is right like mm-hmm. I I think it's I think it goes beyond just being upset that a game has an easy mode it's like no 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 there's there's rights and wrongs in this world like you know what i'm saying like it's yeah it feels yeah, yeah. way more intense than that because how could you possibly get that heated about a single player video game there is <laughs> like, a lot of things that people get very angry about that i don't understand at all so yeah true fair again i literally thought you were going to say are you familiar with the internet when yeah and, and that yeah, would have yeah. been a valid <laughs> would have been a valid like hello of course people are upset. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of not upset at all, uh, 3D Kirby game. Yeah, that game looks good. I don't have much to say about it because... I have except nothing to that, say. Except that, has there ever actually been a Kirby game in 3D like that? No. I, I don't th- think there has. Was, okay, I don't know. I'm just excited because I thought it was going to just be... I thought it was like a Splatoon 3 thing because remember they did like the post-apocalyptic introduction for yes. it. like. So I was like, oh, maybe this is what Splatoon 3 is going to be like an adventure mode, single player. That's interesting. Yeah. And then that is Kirby. You're like, oh, God, that's cool. <laughs> I was I was very excited. So what was what is one thing from the direct that you were disappointed in? Like, like you're just like, Ugh. maybe disappointed is not the right word. You're just sort of like, oh, that's that's kind of a bummer. That's not what I was expecting. Is it for you? Is it the fact that there wasn't the. uh I think no, I think no Game Boy games in the uh, in the Switch Online service is probably the biggest miss for me. I had one one moment where I was really excited, and then that excitement was taken away. Was they're getting it was towards the end, and they're Mm -hmm. and they're like doing the present presentation stuff, and then Miyamoto comes out. I was like, oh my god, the big man! They're they're pulling out the big guy. Oh, and then it was about the movie. And then they announced the cast of the Mario movie. And I'm like, oh, God, I could not care less about this. Dang it. I was so sad because remember yeah. there were those rumors about like a Donkey Kong game or maybe the next Mario or maybe, I don't know, something something big. Because they're like, oh, why why would they bother bringing out freaking Miyamoto for this? And then, no. Yeah. Here's, no, here's I, a cast I, for an average movie. Yeah. <laughs> that that was my... That was yeah, my, it's, that's... It's actually, that's oh, actually sorry, go a good one. It's funny if you go back and watch the transition from the end of the movie. I don't know what the gentleman's name is that does the main presenting. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't remember. I, I don't they, know his name either. I feel like I should. Kyle said that he's 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 the person that Nintendo. He, it's like with their team of businessmen that uh, you, you would see him as wanted posters throughout Japan because no one knows where they've been. They've just been locked up in the Nintendo headquarters, forced to work their entire life. <laughs> that's sad but, but it just reminds me of of the uh which which um not illusion of gaia um god what was the game where you went to the video game headquarters where they were making the game and the joke was haha we're trapped in our offices making this video game i've spent my entire life here whatever uh you just played it oh the i other ca- quintet game uh terranigma yes yeah terranigma <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it yeah, yeah, the that. the and the quintet headquarters are there, and you talk to everybody, and they're all like, "Oh, we're we're dying," <laughs> and then it's it like, oh, "We're making a game." <laughs> um, I want no, to but... go home. I haven't seen my family in months. <laughs> yeah, or yes, like an imaginary... I just sleep under my desk now. 
Yeah. And it's like, this is, this is like both, this is both like Japanese work culture and video game work culture. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's simultaneously, it's, it's one of those moments. It's what like, it's like when a comedian does a, a joke about, uh, like a society or noticing something and you're like, Oh, that's funny. And then you're like, that's not funny crap. Like that's real. That's happening. And that yeah. was like the point of the joke. I, yep. I realized that was not the point of the joke probably in this game, but that's the point of the joke today. Yes. <laughs> where, where, where you see it, and you're like, Oh, that's funny. No, no, that's not funny. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, it, the thing is like, it was a joke before, but before it was something that you just could joke about and be like, Oh, ha ha ha. They're working really hard. And right, now it's right. like, wait, no, this is like abuse. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, this is actually a problem. <laughs> but it's it's something we're more aware of now. And, you know, instead of just kind of like pointing and laughing at it and making light of it, we're like, wait, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, we should actually do something about this. Which was not the way we looked at it before. It was just something where we would just point and laugh. And, and they're making light of it. And we're like, yeah, well, it's just the way it is. You know, we're just kind of... Just, it's, it's, it's it's just jokes right but it, it we're only just now getting to the point where we're like hey why does it have to be like this actually maybe it <laughs> yeah. really maybe really it shouldn't yeah um so this all came about because the Le- chiefs noticed in the transition from the movie it goes from miyamoto then to that guy and mm. obviously it was just how it was cut but if you look at the dude's face when he's when you're cutting back from the movie and before he starts talking again he just has this whole look of like I don't want to be associated with this at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks so disappointed in that and how the announcement was or in what the announcement was or how it was presented or something. It's really funny. And obviously you're just reading into something that's not there, but that's it. That that's a, it's a good time. You should, yeah. you should rewatch that one part. Everyone's think- talking about Chris Pratt, Mario. And I, I understand why, because Is it good like, or bad. I, like, cause I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, it just feels like they they like they got Hollywood man. Yeah, that's to who he do, is now, right? Like to do the the main role in this movie that's going to be whatever. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt is just like he's just like you know, Mr. like Mr. generic A-lister at this point. Yeah, that has some some uncomfortable opinions about certain topics from well yeah that's not confirmed he just oh okay okay he is what it is is like he has stayed silent on some things where other people have not ah gotcha i really don't a bunch of a bunch of uh, a bunch of other mcu people came out and were and were talking about voting and voting rights and everything and he was like church thing too and he goes to he goes to a particular church that may have some unsavory views about certain groups of people. Okay. But he was like, no, they don't. They're really accepting of everyone. And it's like, are they though? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. So it's not, I'm not trying to like defend necessarily, but like, it's not confirmed that he has some, some bad opinions on some things, but there is definitely circumstantial evidence in that direction. Yeah, and, but and that's not I think necessarily the, the reason the, that that it's a bummer that he's Mario either, right? It's it's sort of just so it's why a it's him? a it's a bunch of things. Yeah, it's really a bunch of things. And for me, like it's it's a different thing depending on who you ask. There's you know Charles Martinet was a I, stage I, actor. Wouldn't he have been 
of the right choice. That's what I don't understand. Do you think they just didn't pick him because he wouldn't make no one would have a clue who he was if he was on the billboard? I literally like think the... that's it. I literally think it's that they are going to sell this movie, a movie about the world's most recognizable video game mascot. Yeah, I mean, he's right there with like extra Mouse. Hollywood star power to sell the movie, apparently. That's that's what I don't understand. So so there's a bunch of things, right? So there's there is like Charles Martinet has been doing this voice for 25 years. It's it's an animated movie. You're not asking him to act. You're asking him to voice act, which he's been doing for years, for decades for <laughs> this character. He is the voice of this character. Why? Why? At a time when you need a voice for the character, would you not do that? This is this is like take David Hayter off of Solid Snake levels. What are you doing? Oh, that 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 really soured my opinion of the game. And I know there is reasons for it happening, but it still bummed me out. <laughs> but yeah, so I agree. It, it is it is on that level of like this character is synonymous or this person is synonymous with this character's voice and has been for as long as anyone's been playing these games. So why change it now? Yeah, and I don't know what I can't picture. Okay, so did you ever see? You you probably haven't, but the Lego movies. Uh, I saw the first one actually. Oh, okay, yeah. So Chris Pratt was the voice of that guy. I'm pretty sure, like the main mm. character in that. Yeah, and and to me that fits that character really well. Like he was, he did a great job with that character because it was just sort of that person. I can't picture his voice with Mario. It's really hard for me to. I get that imagine what that sounds like in my head and maybe it's going to be fine i have no idea i'm sure he will do a fine job right once right. He, but i'm sure there will also be a you know a sort of adjustment period for it um i think that a, a bigger thing for me is just like on a, on a more fundamental basic level there are people whose job it is to be a voice actor specifically yes there are voice actors who voice act as a separate (laughs) skill than acting and every time there is a high profile animated feature like this they go straight after the hollywood actors and not the voice actors for voice acting roles i know and for people that don't necessarily have a huge range in what it feels like okay so for like for instance, Jack Black being announced as Bowser to me is perfectly fine because Jack Black is a character in and of himself. Do you know right. what I mean? Like he's yeah. the type of person that I feel like could do that. Same with uh, 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 Keegan Michael Key as as yeah. Like those Toad, were like, the, those were the two that I looked at and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that'll be I, good. Right, exactly. But I don't the 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 girl who I think I don't know what her name is. I know she's like kind of like she's the new person that everybody wants in movies or something i think i think she was in a bunch of stuff lately um i'm sure you're right so that's i was like why there's so many talented as you're saying female voice actresses why wouldn't you just use them like i think the movie should sell itself i don't know <laughs> if you want my honest opinion i don't think we need a mario movie if that's i, if you I completely I, like, agree i am i am i could not be less excited about this i think that the the concept of the video game movie is fundamentally flawed because once you put a video game into movie form, you lose what makes it special about being a video game. And I would say that goes for absolutely every version of a video. And I love movies. You know, I love movies and I, I love video games and I don't think that they need to be married together. Really? Yeah. They like, 
they don't need to be each other. Right. And the, the <laughs> because if it was that easy or if it made that much sense, then Kojima would have just been making movies because he's like there's the a lot of there's a lot of, buff. you know, video game story driven auteurs sure. that would like to make movies and don't because they're different skills and they're different things. And you and, can and they tell it you can story. do things over the course of a 50 hour video game that you can't <laughs> do in 90 to like in 105 minutes and and i'm not even saying that they won't be entertaining like the metal gear solid movie maybe it's going to be maybe it's going to be great i have no idea uh but i don't know why it needs to happen other than marketing right like yeah other than it's going to make money i think it's a dumb idea overall and this is coming from someone who a loves movies and metal gear solid right like, if you want to turn anime into hollywood movies I can at least understand that because it's a similar storytelling idea. Right. It, it, in that you're... Anime and, and live action Hollywood movies have more in common than video games and live action Hollywood movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they're they're at least both the same format of like, you know, passively watching something. Right. Right. Over and, and... over a similar period of time rather than condensing a 50-hour interactive media into a two-hour uninteractive media. Well, because, so Metal Gear Solid, I think, is a really great example of this in that Metal Gear Solid story, if you were just to strip the story away from all of its video game aspects, is is off the wall and kind of just dumb. Yes. Right? Like, it's... Agreed. It's not... It's 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 fun and it's, it's there's lots of twists and turns and it's all well thought out, yada, yada, yada. But the reason it's so exciting is that you know, Psycho Mantis screams at you about playing Mario Sunshine if you're playing the, you know, the remake of 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 Metal Gear Solid or right. that you have to change controller ports or that you have this connection with these characters and then you find out, oh, my God, that character's been dead. Oh, wait, what? Oh, mm -hmm. that's who that is. And you're not going to have that same sort of feeling in a movie. They can try, but it won't. It's not the same. Right. Like it's it's right. just, it's just not it, it's it's why books sometimes don't make good movies is that the the act of reading the book and the, the the extra descriptions and characters and stuff is what makes it memorable and exciting right yeah it's it's sort of like if you were to take the matrix movie and try to make it into a book it wouldn't capture those action elements it just right yeah it, it can't it's not the same type of format so i actually i, I actually read a fan novelization of chrono trigger like How a was long it? time ago. It was not bad for what it was, but you're right in that it, you know, like it's it's obviously not the same thing. It was right, it right. was more it was fun for the novelty of of doing it. Yeah, of, of like, like seeing it. that translated. Yeah. Into into like written form and like you see you see like the uh the the writing of like what's happening in this area and you can kind of see it because you played the game. Sure. And you, yeah, you and can that's, like that's visualize it and it's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a good way to describe that. The question would be how would that experience have been if you had never played awful. The right, that's exactly. <laughs> like it's it is one hundred percent just like, oh yeah, this is a nice this is a nice complimentary piece to sure, this, this game is, that I like. This is fun because I love this video game and have spent a lot of hours playing it. Right. <laughs> and it does not hold up on its own merits at all. Yeah. And honestly, like, let's be real. This That's what this is going to be. Yeah, this is... Well, because Mario is not a... I mean, 
the you don't play Mario for the story. Yes, you sure you may play Mario for the characters, like you might enjoy the characters in the setting and everything. And th yeah, there's some fun things that they can do with that because we've all played. I mean, not all of us, but we, there's Mario RPGs and they're 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 interesting and yada yada yada. Uh, and they, they have they have good writing and fun characters, but I just don't picture it being a Minions movie. I don't know. Yeah, so you actually bring up a good point um, about Mario not being about story. Mm -hmm. That's on purpose. Right. Like, there's... I, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but, like, there is stuff... Like, Miyamoto has been the, the like, on the front lines of killing story in Mario games. Yeah, because they, cause they, the, they had the big story in... Uh... In, in galaxy and then after that i was like yeah we're not doing anything like this again yeah and and even galaxy's story as big as it was 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 not like i mean the the implications of what happened was big but the actual storytelling was not that much do you know what I right mean? yes yeah it was it was it was stripped down into basically sort of missable background lore <laughs> yeah, yeah and and then there was like a whole story written up for uh there was a whole story written up for galaxy 2 that was gonna build on that and miyamoto was like throw that in the dumpster we're not doing that <laughs> we'll give give mario a cake <laughs> and and he has been like that that's not an accident like he has he has openly been like the the foremost the foremost believer that like Mario should not be about story. It should just be about gameplay and fun. And now that guy is advising on a, on a movie. So like, what can we expect really? Yeah. It's, it's, this is, this is a movie to watch. Be, because you're curious about the train wreck that it, it will probably be. See, that's just it. I don't expect it to be a train wreck either. I expect it to be. Oh yeah. I guess it's by the fine. numbers. Fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's going it, to well, it's basically just going to be a Minions movie, which are all OK. They're not like terrible. They're not. It's going to be fine. It's going to be forgettable and it's and it's going to be average and and it's going to have some good bits and it will get some gifts out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, though, maybe be a, a quote I'm, or two. I'm sure there'll be a few moments where they're, they're, they'll make you laugh or smile just because we're so tied to the world and the universe so like they'll 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 pluck those strings of all right sure we got you we got you yeah. here, didn't we <laughs> but overall it's not gonna be you're right train wreck's not it's not gonna be a train wreck that's, that's no they, they won't let it be a train wreck but it's just but almost in a way that makes it worse <laughs> because if it were if it were a beautiful train wreck like the live action movie with john leguizamo and uh, i can't uh, remember who uh, hops shoot oh my god his name's right there it's not dennis hopper no well yeah dennis hopper is cooper but i'm thinking of mario um cooper i mean koopa <laughs> um oh my god i can't think of his name bob i think he hoskins? died recently hoskins? yeah bob hoskins so, yeah hoskins yeah yeah he was in Hugh framed roger rabbit and stuff yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i think he died recently i believe that's true yeah yeah i mean um, that movie is that movie is horrible like there's <laughs> it's a terrible yeah, and movie. it's not now, really a mario game but it's a but it's a fascinating train wreck and i i mean as a kid i liked it but i was also a child when it came out but right. i understand it's a bad movie but it's one of those movies that's like yeah <laughs> that's fun everyone should see that <laughs> yeah yeah because it's an interesting train wreck 
Right, right. That's, that's... I don't expect this to be that. I expect this to be a I expect this to be a color by numbers every animated movie like of the last ten years. Yeah. It's with, it's with going Mario. to be an illumination animated movie with a with the Hollywood the Hollywood hero's journey coat of paint thrown on over the uh, over well, that's, a new set of characters. So that's what I'm actually most interested in is how that's going to work out, because usually the main character is the one that has to go through the ups and downs of being a human or whatever. Right. They have to mm-hmm. discover themselves. I don't know if they're going to let Mario do that. Like, are they really going to let Mario disappoint his best friend so he can then make him make it right at the end of the movie? Yeah, you know right. what I, I like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. I don't even know how they're going to handle that or if they're going to have that be some other character or have it be focused on actually like like they could let Toad do that. Toad could disappoint his best friend or maybe Luigi. I don't know. But I, I'm I'm really curious how they're going to do the 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 typical oh, this is the high this is the low point of the movie and here's the high point. Like I I am genuinely curious how they how they plan on handling all of that. Cause maybe I'm, I'm going to hold out hope that there, there'll be a few moments that are, that are, that pull it together enough where you're like, you know what? All right. I, at least this wasn't a total waste of time. Yeah. That, you know, Bowser's going to have to do an air guitar. I'm sure at some point, cause Jack black, um, like, the, Oh the... yeah, it's, that's <laughs> entirely possible. I hadn't thought about that. I'm going to probably rely on your uh, on your <laughs> opinions on the movie because I don't actually have any plans to see it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll see it in the theaters. Honestly, it it that that I'll wait and see. I don't know if like if that is that for... is too like I am. It takes a lot to get me to spend two hours watching a movie. <laughs> a lot because that's two hours that I could be spending like I don't know playing a Mario video game actually <laughs> or mahjong. Or Mahjong. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I, I just don't watch a lot of movies and I'm okay with that. And this is just yeah. like, this doesn't particularly strike me as one where it's like, yeah, no, this is worth, uh, if this, this one's w- really going to be worth breaking that, breaking that trend of like not really watching movies. Yeah. I didn't it's, see the Sonic movies, so it's, it's not, it's like- going to be, it's going to be something where I am curious about what people say about it, but not curious to make my own opinion. I, I honestly, I might not even watch it like because I, I didn't see the Sonic movie and I just because I was like, yeah, this seems like a generic cartoon about a video game character that I kind of like. Yeah. But his games suck. um So there might be a reason for me to see Mario just because I really I mean, I do love Nintendo. I don't know. I don't know. That one's going to be a for me. That's probably a streaming service for sure, especially unless it gets like <laughs> unless somehow it's universally loved. Everyone's like, this movie is really surprising. Then I'll be like, all right, fine. I'll see it in the theaters. <laughs> People but, could literally come out and say, like, this is the best video game movie ever made. And I'm like, oh, yeah, setting the bar real high. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't even I almost think that's a negative way of framing it from now on. Like, I hope they don't say those words because then you're going to be like, oh, someone no. will do it. Oh, no. Someone <laughs> will absolutely call. Even if it's bad, someone will say it's the best video game movie ever made. Because it's such an easy bar to clear. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Wing Commander? No. <laughs> I mean, the, I, yeah. The, 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 how we got here, though, is because I was disappointed they used Miyamoto to announce the freaking movie during the Nintendo Direct, and I thought for sure we were about to get some bombshell video game announcement. I was real hyped up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miyamoto is like, is like, 
one foot into retirement already. Yeah, I know. I know. And he's he's been saying for a long time that he's not really like he's not really working on video games anymore. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It like I think he said that like Pikmin three was like the last one that he was going to really be like an active like more than just a hey, that looks interesting. <laughs> yeah, more than more than like a supervisory or advisory Consultant role. kind of person. Yeah. yeah, I think Pikmin three was the last one he said he was going to really be like an, an active worker on, oh. which makes sense because he's like he's like senior, you know, he's senior uh, management at the company at this point. And again, is, you know, basically half retired. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's so really it's 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 understandable, but um, but I know that like, th- do you remember there was a thing a while ago where he did like some short films with Pikmin? No, there was a thing right around right around the the Wii U era. Okay, um, he released like two or three like short films. Okay, that he had worked on, and they were they were like all Pikmin themed. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he loves Pikmin, and. As I recall, he, you know, he sort of pitched that as essentially like I'm, you know, this is kind of my this is kind of my my pet project at this point. Ah, uh, OK. So I, I have known for a while that he was interested in filmmaking and possibly actually making like a cartoon like like movie this. movies. Mm, OK. So I, I kind of expected this to happen, and I'm not surprised that he's taking an active role on that because I feel like this is kind of his pet project at this point. You know, yeah, he's 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 done basically everything he can do in terms of building a legacy for uh, for video games. Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose reinventing what video games are and and bring them back from the brink of destruction is is a fine legacy to have. <laughs> yeah, and, and creating like <laughs> like the most creating iconic. basically all of the <laughs> most like popular and enduring video game franchises on earth. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I suppose. I suppose he doesn't have much left to to prove. <laughs> no, so he he's, you know, he's getting older and he's like what have I not done that I would be interested in doing? Yeah, at this point in his career it's like, well, I guess I'm the the it's it's like when uh, uh <laughs> when Michael Jordan was like, yeah, I can play baseball. Of course, I can play baseball. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not that good at this sport. Actually, it turns out. <laughs> I mean, so at the, like he can do whatever he wants. And he I suppose that's what he's at. He's like, yeah, we, we're going to make an amusement park. That's cool. Now I want to make a movie. Um, Maybe he'll maybe he'll rap or something next. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He can do whatever he wants. He has nothing left to prove as a creator of video games. Yeah, well, even as, <laughs> as, as, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's so like he's dipping his toes into something that he has a, he has a creative interest in. And, you know, I honestly, like, I'm not trying to dunk on the, on the Mario movie because I want it to be bad. I hope it's, I hope it's good. I hope he, oh, yeah, I hope too. he has a good experience too. making it. And I hope that he, uh, I, I hope it, I hope it hits the target that we're hoping it hits for. Right. And maybe yeah. I'm just not it. And that's, I'm okay with, I'm not like. You know, I'm not angry that they're making a <laughs> what was what was the the DC superhero game that people were upset about on Switch, right? Like, and there were people like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is coming out!" And it's like, "Dude, relax. It's not for you." Like, it's it's. Oh, it, it was like a it was like the uh, the DC Supergirls or Super yeah whatever. the girl the, yeah the girls one like the and I was like, oh, there's like cool. a whole like tween series. 
Yeah, and it's it's like you don't you, just just stop, just stop. It's not for you. There's you 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 cannot. It is absolutely not acceptable for you to be upset about this. Yeah, and so maybe you know, that's where like, this movie falls into. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. Yeah, listen, they they already gave you Mortal Kombat versus DC. You hated it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You hate everything. So what 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 can they do? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Also, like you hate everything that they actually make for you. So why are you why are you mad about them making something for someone else? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's how I feel about most fandoms and and tend to ignore like a lot of what is said about by the the super fans a lot of times because it's like it's like yeah yeah wow same the, the people that something. are like the most invested and the most vocal are the ones that are like most important to ignore yeah it's, especially if if all of their like espousing is negativity is is then it's like dude come on man like okay maybe it's just maybe you're just not interested in this for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think I'm trying to think to of what else happened in the Nintendo game. direct, but like, I think we've, I think we've covered it. Yeah. Cause I think, I think this podcast is almost entirely uh, directed at, at the Nintendo direct now. And we, we're, we, we should talk about something else. <laughs> I mean, I guess they did technically show a little bit more about Metroid dread. Hey, I muted the TV and looked away because I don't want to see anything. I'm so excited to play I don't think they showed a... anything they haven't showed before. Yeah, yeah, but I, I have not watched a single trailer except for the very first announcement trailer. So all I know is, is that there's like white robots that kind of look like they're from Portal and that Samus is afraid of them. That's yep. pretty much all I know about the game. And I don't want to see any power-ups. I don't want to see any suits or weapons or creatures. I don't think fight. they showed any of that, actually. They didn't show you fighting a single boss or anything like... because. The I, I guarantee if you were to watch it and you see the thing and then you know it's coming, it's a different experience than just like walking through a zone with nothing. I don't know. I'm just excited to play a game where I know nothing about it. It's been a long time yeah. since I haven't watched a trailer. So I'm trying to stay true to that because I'm really, I, I, really The only thing this. that I think is important. Don't do it. Don't be no, that person. It's not. No, it's not actual information. It's I'm where information. Up. It's where information <laughs> no, is. I'm just kidding. I know you wouldn't. I, I have um, faith in you. There's apparently a bunch of lore on the website that you oh, can cool. read that you can read to like prep yourself for like, you know, backstory or 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 information about about like what's going on and what everything is. You mean they have a, you, they have a bunch of like lore files that you can dig up if you want to. And that was probably the that was probably the biggest thing that they actually <laughs> that they actually announced is that that exists. That's pretty cool. I I am I'm happy um playing through seven video games instead <laughs> and then reading the the wiki page about each one that works <laughs> i oh, i would man. actually be more i would actually be more likely to go in and um i'd actually be more likely to want to go in and read those things after i play the game that's 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 exactly what i was just thinking it's like well that sounds really interesting and i'm curious about it but i'm i'm gonna just wait yep at, at this point we, we i've come so far because uh, they had like those that that series where they were like releasing seven, I don't know, they didn't they release like seven different videos about the game or something that showcased different stuff or like because people were I saw something about oh my god this weapon is was showcased in the last video I was like I don't want to know it what's in it I don't know if it's something new or different or what mm -hmm. um, but yeah I will definitely I would definitely go check out what Nintendo is calling the real lore prior to this because sure there's technically a timeline but I don't know what's real anymore because aren't they calling this the fifth. Yes, it is. This is Metroid Five. So, so it so is Metroid. Metroid Two. Super Metroid is three. Yep. Fusion is four. Okay. And Dread is and, five. 
Okay, so other M in their eyes doesn't count. No, neither does Prime. Of, and the Primes don't count either in terms of Prime. This. Prime is a spinoff series. So even even if they're even if they've given them a timeline, in a way they're saying that they're they're not. It could be it could be we could be looking at a Zelda situation, <laughs> where where it's different universes or something. No, like they that. do technically all fit into a timeline. Oh, okay. So they, they, they are, there is actually a timeline of like, of like how all of this is, has gone on, but a lot of like the prime games supposedly happen, I think right after, um, I want to say right after Metroid one. Yes. It's immediately um, after one. There's, there's, that's when Metroid prime happens. Then Metroid and other prime. M is like right before fusion. Correct. Yeah. And like, and that all I think is still Canon, but they, for whatever reason, like, the numbered entries, I guess, are the ones that like really move the the story along. Okay, so to that speak, the the numbered entries. <laughs> I mean, they are technically numbered. I think well, even Super Metroid two? says Metroid Three at the beginning of it. Oh, does it? I I could be wrong about that, but I know uh, that Fusion for sure says Metroid yeah. Four. Fusion does, yeah. And um, I guess you know what they they call it Metroid Four. So even though Other M is in the timeline and it comes out right before it. They they had already cr- said fusion is four, so that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, those these are point fives. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, to be fair, other M, it, the story is it's it's just kind of it's sort of just there. It's sort of interesting, yeah. but not not that interesting. I mean, um, it feels like from what I know of the story of other M, which is not a lot, but more than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. It seems like all of the interesting stuff that they try to do in Other M is just a worse version of what was already done in Fusion. Basically, yeah, basically Samus is just super depressed is more or less what it feels like. And they didn't even do a good job of portraying that, which is what the problem is. And that's why people were so angry that she's like, why is she listening to this person? Why is she doing this? When I really think what they're trying to get at is, man, Samus is just, she's like reverted back to her early years as a Federation soldier because of the of what happened to her at the end of super Metroid. Maybe and because she's been through a lot. Right. So the, the actual story, the idea of the story of other M could have been really cool. If a, they didn't make her suddenly like five feet tall for some reason. Yeah. And B they, they, they treated her like they, I don't know. It just kind of, the, the writing isn't great, but the idea is the, of, idea, the idea of is like, interesting. yeah, the idea of like, so Metroid has always been a series about, um, it's Hey, we're talking about bad. Metroid. Do you want to take a word from our sponsors and actually like make this the second oh, half? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I, I, I will, I will carry in right from this. Cause I have a thing to say about, about okay. Samus and her characterization and other M and then we'll talk about Metroid two, which is what this podcast is actually about after this. Okay. So Samus's character and other M. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like there is Metroid has always been from its inception, a, a story about a singular, a, a singular hero going out and doing stuff by herself and just taking on impossible odds and like it, entire planets full of hostile life. Yes. To just basically do, to basically do all of this like galaxy saving stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is Samus as a character is isolated. That is that is core to the identity of who she is and the and the series. Yes. Um, And in in so doing, she's gone through a lot. 
in in yeah. like <laughs> yeah like even, even without the death of what she was suddenly considering was as her child like she has gone through a lot well i mean like let's let's talk about uh let's let's briefly before we actually get into the game itself talk about like the point of metroid 2 which is to essentially genocide metroids yes like it's literally like yeah okay metroids are potentially really dangerous and someone might try to weaponize them so let's make sure that can't happen by literally just just cleaning house literally just destroying them all forever yeah it's it's time for a change of paint like i mean the and, and if you take into consideration the fact that she had all of the prime series happen in between it's even more like, yeah in, it's it's ridiculous the amount of crap that she's been through <laughs> right so 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 it's, so she has to go through she has to deal with the guilt of actually like going through and eradicating an entire species Oh, and for all we know, maybe that's going to suddenly bring up the like thoughts that she had never thought of before. Like, oh, I never thought about this as an as eradicating a species, right? Because she's, she's she's yeah, she could have potentially done that previously. As you don't, maybe you wouldn't. I, I know it's a video game, but if we're going to think about it this way, we sort of have to. She killed bosses. She killed mm-hmm. things that might be the only version of whatever that is in existence. Yeah, or bad. You might feel awkward about it. You're not sure how to feel when you start thinking about, oh, I'm now genociding. I mean, that's the entire. That's the joy of the the writing of Undertale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah. you you feel bad when you start thinking about it in that light? Because yeah. if you play a normal game and you just think about killing stuff, it's no big deal. But when you think about genocide, you think about the it, actual human mental emotional cost of what it would be like to do that. Yeah, it's very different. Yes, exactly. So so she's already sort of struggling with that at this point now right I would imagine. and then you go through you go through the um you know you go through the the whole super metroid situation and there's the baby where yeah. like at the end of metroid 2 she finds the baby which is a literal baby metroid pops out of a cute little egg that hatches and okay, imprints on her and is like and is friendly and she's like oh god they're not all just they're not all just murder machines they're actually like you know this is a whole this is a this is a whole living creature with with feelings and stuff. And she yeah. takes pity on it and she's like, maybe we just save this one. And in, in Metroid in, in Samus Returns, uh, just a side thing that's kind of fun. So I, I I played through that since we had extra time in between when we were recording this podcast. So I played through Samus Returns, the, the 3DS remake. Oh, yeah. OK. And after you save the baby Metroid and you go to your ship, I was like, oh, cool. The game's over. Because they had already given you one bonus boss in the middle of it that sure. was like this machine thing. Yeah. And then there's a you fight Ridley at the end of the game. Of course you do. And it's it was cool. That was the one Spoilers, thing that was missing. But it was it was fun. It was it was it was actually frustrating because I was excited to be done with the game and I was like, oh, I don't want to do another boss fight. But then thinking back, I was like, oh no, this is this is this is fun. Yeah. I'm glad they added it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that has nothing to do with exactly what you're saying. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, no, but like so. The idea of acknowledging that, you know, the, there's the whole like, you know, Samus came out of the whole like 80 sci-fi super soldier. Yes. Like mentality and and and, uh, and mold where it's like, you know, I am just an unthinking, unfeeling machine of of murder and power. Yes. And I, I and it's it's and that's good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm a you know, I'm a one person army who just like does all this on my own. And I, I appreciate that other M 
and to a lesser extent fusion attempts attempts to address a human vulnerability in what that would actually do to a person that maintains some semblance of like humanity and empathy. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's, I think again, yeah, exactly. I think the idea is, is, is really cool. They just needed to, you know, have better writing because they really yes. watched it. Yes. They, that and, is, which, that's the core issue. Like the idea of what they're trying to do is actually really good. The execution of it, not, not at all good. No, no, it's, it's, yeah. And, and the actual game is sort of fun, if I remember. I don't know, whatever. We're not talking about other M. But yeah, the, the, this, the, it's, it's interesting how, um, how, a, uh, how bad writing can ruin yeah, an yeah. otherwise good idea, which yeah. I know is not revolutionary here, but it's, it's just, it's, it's very true with, well, with it's, this it's, game. we talked about it a little bit earlier with Mario and, and Miyamoto and everything. It's like, you know, writing we talk about like good writing really elevating a game mm-hmm. but a lack of good writing or not necessarily bad writing but like a lack of good writing or just like a, a you know a, a story that just in general is not very is not very developed yeah does not necessarily ruin a game like no. you could still have a perfectly fun game that has no real story or or like important elements to it at all it's just like yeah i'm just doing a thing <laughs> and this is we're here and like kickbot i i've been i i know this is like really bringing us back to like a long time ago yeah. but like i've been seeing um kickbot's actually getting close to a, a full release it seems like and they they've been showing more stuff and i follow them on twitter and i saw a bunch of stuff yesterday that i was like hey that's actually really cool but it's like that is a game where it's like the story is basically just a lull. They're just yeah, memeing. It's like, oh yeah, the so the AI on the moon grew a like got mad and grew a giant foot so it can kick Earth it can kick Earth in the ass. And it's like that's the story. And it's like that's dumb and meaningless, but that's okay cuz like it's just a dumb video game about about jumping. Yeah. And that's fine to have that. But if you're going to actually try to make your game have writing, it needs to not specifically be bad. <laughs> like that is a crucial part of that, that 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 equation. Like you can have good writing or you can have no writing. And those are both acceptable. And you can make a great game with either of those with either of those instances. <laughs> but what other M tried to do is they tried to add, um, they tried to like inject writing and story and they just did it wrong. Yeah. They did a, they tried to do a cool thing with an established character and they tried to show vulnerability and development in the wrong way. And, and cause like subservience and, like subservience and and just like uncertainty and not and like not being able to do your basic functions because of this weird mother instinct that you have now mm-hmm. is not like that's not the kind of like emotional vulnerability that would that really like resonates well it, it, it what's weird is that it, it almost could if they framed it better like I really think that the, the the biggest issue is just 
the presentation of the of the events as opposed to the the specific like i don't know because I, I i can see where you might have a psychological break right yeah where then it's suddenly easier to be just another soldier and you don't think anymore like you are a broken person yeah because you you're because you, you're Samus is probably sad. yeah samus is probably looking at it in terms of like well everything like i have done all of my missions solo yeah, and maybe and I've look ruined, where maybe it's gotten I've, me. Exactly. So maybe she's like, screw it. I'm just going to let this person be in charge of my life. Like, you you could, that type of thinking and behavior is perfectly reasonable. And it's what yeah. humans do sometimes, right? Like, we as people might just give in to things that don't make sense when you, when you, if you could peel back the, the yeah, like the depression I, or the sadness or the, yeah. the anger or rage or whatever it is, right? I can quite literally remember, like, this is not the, this is not as traumatic a situation, but like, Oh, you I remember like a group of people. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. No, last year, <laughs> last year when we were trying to buy our house and the first, uh, the first, um, like oh, yeah. house that we were, that we were, um, trying to buy, like fell through. And it was because we went, like, we had to make a lot of really big decisions and mm -hmm. the whole thing fell apart and it ended up with us like having to live in some random person's house. That's right. Yep. That was like a friend of a friend because we lost our apartment that we'd lived in for years and didn't get the house we were trying to buy. And that was the culmination of me making a lot of decisions over a long period of time. And you know what that made me want to do is not make any more decisions. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, I, I, I really think that the, the idea behind the story of other M is really cool. They just screwed up in, in way too many ways. Also, yeah. the, the the Wii as a console was already frustrating to people. Like you wouldn't have played the game already because you have some side scrolling stuff which are actually really cool, but then you have the parts where you have to point at the screen and do stuff with the Wii remote. Right. So like it's already split in terms of And I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a fair bit of uh of flicking and waggling. Uh I don't remember. I, okay, I I don't I shouldn't say this because I've been wrong in the past, but I remember there being a lot of pointing at the screen for missiles and looking around, but not mm. too much actual waggle because they were already requiring you to literally hold the controller like an NES controller and then take in one hand and point at the screen and then hold it like an NES controller. So Yikes. in essence, that's kind of like waggle, but almost, but way worse, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I I don't know. Well, we, we can we can talk about Other M after you play. No, I'm, I know that's never happening. Um, I wouldn't say never like I there there might be a point where like I finally get to a point where I'm like all right let me actually find out what this is like because I do have I in fact two copies of it on the shelf <laughs> I think uh, one of them I literally bought for five dollars out of five below just because because it was there, and I was like, sure. And I think Jesse got the other one at a garage sale or something for even less. Oh, wow. So, like, <laughs> you know, they were, they were bargain buys, and I was like, well, I mean, I don't mind having it. Yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah it's not, like, offensive. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, we're getting at is that Other M is a side story, and we are left with a pentology, which I believe is the correct quote-unquote correct yeah and i i, I term from what i understand dread is intended to be the end of the of this particular story saga right so prime oh no prime's not over there technically making four how i wonder yeah. where, where, where prime will take place story-wise then i assume after three somehow i'm gonna guess it's somehow between three and two yeah metroid prime three and and or i guess technically that 
just i think galactic federation took place afterwards but that game doesn't count yeah um a lot of them don't count yeah but that game really doesn't count federation forced is 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 it counts as much as pinball well pinball is just a retelling of metroid prime so it told pinball totally counts but pinball... if but if it's just a retelling of metroid prime then prime counts and pinball doesn't i guess but they're just the same thing right it's 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 basically just the same game so it's it's like the it's it's like saying metroid nes doesn't count because zero mission exists yeah yeah it's yeah like i'm it, i'm you're telling the same story i'm saying federation force doesn't count because it's it's not even like a i don't even think there's any real story to it that has anything to do with samus at all that's that's all i'm saying but i, I guess technically it does because there's space pirates at the end of it and it's she helps so i i suppose if we're being literal it has to count i guess more of it's i don't want it to count <laughs> that's fair that's fair i can accept that this is this is i will fall back on the the tried and true and always correct my opinion <laughs> yeah the best Man, defense obviously boy we've spent the first 15 minutes of our podcast on metroid 2 talking about other m and we shouldn't have done that it's fine it's fine so here's here's this is all leading up to metroid 2 being freaking awesome why is it so good okay i have heard mostly mediocre things about this game throughout my entire life that it was like yeah it's okay it's fine whatever just play a different one instead so i never bothered playing it and i remember playing it as a, as a rom many years ago and just kind of was like yeah it's fine i and i never played much more of it like i played it for like 30 minutes and just kind of stopped because i wasn't really that interested in playing it i just wanted to check it out sure but having actually played through it this game is freaking amazing <laughs> like, I, I honestly think for that, the year like, that it came out yeah I, I think there's a lot of I think there is a lot of like sort of qualifiers that you have to throw in there where it's like, yes, you know, yes, for yes, the yes. Game Boy, for the era, for it being the second Metroid game. Yes. Like, obviously, everything that it does, Super Metroid more or less, you know, outdoes. I am not saying it's a, the, the best Metroid game. I'm not saying it's better than even it's, most Metroid games. I'm just saying for... What for it, it being the second Metroid game, the one that follows on up Boy. Metroid NES and a Game Boy original game, not a Game Boy Color game. Right. Game Boy game. 1991. A I straight think. black and white Game Boy game. I, like like this. I didn't know the power of this game. Like the like the sticky spider ball. Mm hmm. Like that's so cool. And, and all the, the space the jumps and the freaking space jump. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like. You're, you're, this God, is the game that the introduced game? those powers. The spider yeah. ball didn't even come back in in until Prime. Yeah, like, and 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 oh my God! Okay, I, this is the end of the game. But how did and spoilers, I guess. But this whole podcast is spoilers. Did, it's true. How did you kill uh, the Queen Metroid? The cool way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like the game lets you roll inside of her mouth and blow her up from the inside. That, that was... yeah, I so I played most of the game with a guide and like I tried to fight the I tried to fight the the Queen Metroid legitimately a couple of times. And that's <laughs> was like a miserable a experience. Fight. It is. It is. Um, it is not. It is. It is unpleasant. Yeah. Um, But learning that, like, when it comes out to bite you, you just kind of stun it with a missile 
then jump morph ball into its open mouth, crawl down its throat, and set a bomb in its stomach. <laughs> it was when that when 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 I did that the first time. It was just this moment of oh god, I cannot wait to tell Dean he has to play this game. <laughs> Because I wanted you to experience that so bad. Because if you remember a few weeks, like a couple weeks ago when I had first played, I was like, I think you should play this. And yeah. and and it was because of that moment where it was just like, wow, they this game's awesome. It's so awesome. It is a very, very cool conclusion. And continues the uh continues the very, very real trend in Metroid games of like kill this how you want. No, well, yes, but specifically Hey, there's a way to kill this boss by just like damaging both of you at the same time, but you out tank it. Yeah. yeah because so cool. you take damage while you're inside the Queen Metroid. Yeah, you, you can't. You, it's like, not free. You, it's yes, yeah. Yeah. You're sitting no, you in its take, stomach acid. You totally get like burned over time and it's not uh, it's not an insignificant amount. No. If you don't have the energy tanks and are you if you've taken too much damage prior to it, you might have to just like shoot a hundred freaking missiles into its mouth or whatever because it takes an absurd amount. It to is kill an absurd it. amount of time. <laughs> the legit way, or I shouldn't even say the legit way. The 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 loser way. <laughs> it's so much fun if you have not seen the the death. Okay, and Samus Returns. I I have to get this off my chest real quick. So I played through Samus okay. Returns. And I have to say, if Metroid Dread is like Samus Returns, I'm going to be really sad. Because Samus Returns, I, I thought it kind of sucked. I don't know really? why. I just didn't like it very much. So the the way that the game was aiming, and I didn't like the aiming. Like, you'd think it'd be better to have more control, but it actually made some things really unfun to play because the fact that Samus usually is locked into, like, different like, directions. Like, directions. Yeah. It's so much nicer for how the game is set up. And in terms of speed of doing stuff, I liked it better. Yeah, um, I can kind of see that. And the game felt way too long, like unnecessary. It was like it took me just under eight hours to beat Samus Returns, and then and that was I used the I didn't use a guide exactly, but I used the map mm. uh, for some parts when I was like I'm stuck. And and even that, I my understanding is that that's kind of like a fast playthrough for your first time. Like it's mm. usually somewhere between probably seven and ten hours for most people. Um, and I just I I. I didn't like it very much overall. The overall experience was really meh, it's, and which is funny because I'm playing the. I we're talking about the original, which yeah, I yeah. liked way more. I would, I would honest to god say play the Game Boy version instead of the the 3DS version, which sounds insane, but that's that's where I'm at today. <laughs> I mean, that's that's un, that's fine. That's that's why we do these things. Yeah. For sure. It's, 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 I don't know. And honestly, like to bring us, to bring us back to a different thing, kind of why I'm, I'm a little like apprehensive about the Actraiser remake because like, sure, sure. New and remade does not always mean better. Absolutely not. Some of those, some of those are like, nah, man, I'm not into that. That's not, it's not working for me. Right, right. Cause it's, it's, there's, I don't know what it was about the game, but it just didn't it didn't do it for me compared to playing the other ones. And now we've played a lot of Metroid games like I've, yeah. I we've we've played I played Metroid one zero mission to Samus Returns and Super Metroid in the last like month or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's not like I'm saying this just out of 
nothing like having no metroid experience late like recently i, I can yeah, yeah, comfortably yeah. say that samus returns is my least favorite metroid game so far wow yeah. that is not great for you going into dread because it is the same company doing the same style it is but i'm i'm hoping i'm hopefully hoping it's... because it's a it's a new game it's not a remake of a of it's not a remake of an existing game and it's also on switch and not 3ds yeah, that's I'm 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 going to I'm going to go with all of those things for now. Uh, yeah, it's not like the game was bad. You have to this is like when we were ta- when we we're rating Mario games and we're like, oh, man. This yeah, Mario it's like, oh, weird. man, this is the worst one. It's only a seven point five out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Or even maybe even higher than that. Right. Like in yeah. terms of overall video game scores. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. 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 It's, it's like, oh, geez, <laughs> we're talking tenths of a point if we're getting into technicalities here. But in terms of my enjoyment, I I would I will probably never play Samus Returns ever again uh okay it was it was just sort of like an okay experience um i'm happy i finished it because i had never finished it and then it got swiped and then i rebought it so it was it was fun for me to actually like finish the game sure um so that was cool and i'm glad i did but it just was sort of like eh, eh. game boy game all the way um except for the ridley fight was kind of neat but yeah yeah. it's fine game boy game all the way so we should probably talk about the actual game boy game because there's there is stuff about metroid 2 that i don't think is is particularly like replicated in any other metroid game it's very different yeah so you're just walking around eradicating metroids literally that is your goal that is in fact the the game starts you start off with for the entire game a uh a a counter yeah a Metroid, a Metroid counter. counter of like in the in the corner of the screen. And it is like, this is how many Metroids are left alive. Yeah, and your job <laughs> is to get that number to zero. Mm-hmm. And you like it is a it is an, it. It's an extremely linear game. Yeah, for the most part, it's pretty linear because the, the so the game is blocked off by, I don't know, lava or it's purple liquid in the remake. I don't know, whatever it is. And you can't. You can't go past that until you in uh, until you basically meet a certain Metroid quota. So you have to kill a certain number of Metroids, and once you kill that final one for that area, the the liquid lowers, and then you can go further down and do the same thing again in the next yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah. So you it, the whole the the whole theme is basically descending. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you start on the surface and you go deeper and deeper and deeper as you. As apparently killing Metroids triggers earthquakes. Yeah, I don't know. Which cause the lava to recede and then you can explore further. It just (laughs) works. It's I don't think it's supposed to make sense. Yeah, I mean, even the remake, it's just as silly because there's like giant obelisk things that have Metroids on them. And for whatever reason, when you remove the Metroids, it lowers the purple liquid. So it's just as insane and stupid because why would a planet have this design in the first place? Literally, yeah. Like, I don't understand what it's there for. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just video game. <laughs> yeah, it's just because, yeah, you get to progress when you kill the Metroids because video games. Right. Um. So, yeah, that's the whole like it. It was really kind of wild to me, like getting onto the planet and just seeing a Metroid counter in the corner. And I was like, all right, what for a while? I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And then I found the first Metroid and the first alpha metroid and killed it and i was like and then it went down one and i was like oh what 
It, you, it's yeah, exactly. Like literally, it's just for the entire game. I'm just sitting here and and like one by one, <laughs> literally just one by one, take them all out. Yeah, it's actually when when you start to think about it, it even it, it it does shine a light on that whole man. She's got to be going through something because she's yeah. supposed to be human. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like, I'm sure in what 1990. Yeah, it was not, I think it was 91, but maybe 90. I don't know. Like, I'm sure they weren't thinking about the the mental no, cost no, no, of, no, no, like, no, no. take out all the bad guys. Oh, no, I'm I'm just tying that into how other M could have theoretically. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, like the like thinking about it from a modern context of like, OK, so basically she is like she arrived on this planet with a number. <laughs> yeah. And like she is just single single mindedly just exploring the planet to get that number down to zero. And each of those is a murder. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything like it to her. I mean, like it's not it's not you're not supposed to think about it. It's just like, right, 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 right. It, the, the opposite could just be collecting coins. Right. Yeah. Like it, it that's really basically matter. like it looks like it's coins. Yeah. It, it shows up in the corner like it's the number of missiles you have left. Right. Exactly. It, it's 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 displayed as that kind of uh, as that, that kind, kind of, of information. Yeah. yeah, just a, the the most straightforward. Just like yeah, there's this many left until yeah, you've work. eradicated the species and can and can leave. Yeah, it's I, I I a part of me wonders if they thought about it a little bit, and that's why when she the baby one was hatched, they're like, oh yeah, cool. This she feels something for this one. I don't know. I, I I would be curious to know the process of it. It was like, nah, we just wanted to keep a baby Metroid because it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it opens you the know, door for future storytelling kind of a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the the issue, like part of it might be like, if we actually kill every Metroid, then there's, we can't bring them back for future games. So that's, well, that's kind a, of difficult. Turns out that's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can always just, you can always write yourself out of that, out of that corner by being like, whoops, there were more. <laughs> it turns out the good guys were the bad guys and they've been harboring them secretly all along or they Whoops. kept their DNA or something. Yeah. I don't remember. I have to play fusion still for, for that. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, uh, there's an issue that I have. Sure. With the, ma- with the lack of map. I just want to throw that out there. Cause good God, that's rough. I mean, yeah, the, the, any Metroid game without a map is, is, is rough. Now, I ended up playing the whole thing basically with a map that I just found online. Oh, yeah, me too. No, that I, made I would... the game far better. Yes, but... that's, uh, that's, I, I guess that's true. I, I should I should have that caveat that I did have a map pulled up while playing the whole time. So it's, it's uh, I, I, in some ways, I suppose it's not true to the experience or whatever, but I don't care. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's <laughs> technical limitations. They added a map in Super Metroid. Right. And so that made the game necessary. better. Right, exactly. So, like, it's... It is in a lot of those cases, it's like having a password system instead of a proper save system. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not something where it's like, well, no, the true experience is to have to write down the password and then lose it. <laughs> it's like, it's not that that was, it's not necessarily that that was core to the experience. That was just a technical limitation that they had a, that they had a workaround for. Exactly. So like not engaging with that particular system is not necessarily making the game worse. In this case, I think having a map on hand makes it way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I never owned it. So maybe there was a map in the instruction manual or something. Oh yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. 
Like there, it, there could very, it could very well have been intended that you just have a map available and it just wasn't in game. Or you should own Nintendo Power. Or you should, yeah. Or you should pay money. <laughs> yeah. Or pay but yeah, money. having a map on hand definitely makes the game significantly better. Um, I have so there's a couple things. There are a lot of cool powers in that game. Yeah. However, um, don't really like most of the beam powers. They all kind of sucked. Yeah. And they're kind part of, cool. of the part of the reason for that is because boy, every fight that means anything in that game basically just requires you to use missiles and nothing else. <laughs> fair, fair. Like every important fight, every fight against every boss, every Metroid, everything that you find, that's not just a random enemy. And in fact, some of the random enemies. Oh, yeah. Just missile away, man. Play that game with missiles. All you want. (laughs) Cannot be hurt without missiles. (laughs) And this is before Super Metroid introduced the energy and missile tank recharge system. So you just have to kind of grind the missiles back up when you run out, which takes a long time. Wait, wasn't I'm 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 honestly remembering misremembering. I could there was no recharge stations. There are okay, so not in the same way. Recharge stations. Okay, there's not recharge stations. There are hidden items. that you can find that will that will recharge you fully. But they are like they are hidden in corners, and you have to basically like go out of your way to get to them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought because I was pretty sure there was one that was somewhat a little bit easy to get to if you space jump up with spin to the top of the one like the last corridor, and then there is like a hidden one to the right. Yeah. 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 But you need a map again. Yeah, I, I guess it's 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 hard to um, not talk about the fact that you desperately need a map for the game to make it more fun. Yep, yep. That, that really like that really permeates every other aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that like it's not just that you need missiles because missiles do more damage and the fight takes too long without them. It's like yeah. literally nothing else that you have does any damage. You right, cannot exactly. hurt any of the important enemies in that game without missiles. Right. Which means if you get yourself into a boss fight and you don't have at least 20, Bye-bye. 30, 40 missiles, it becomes literally impossible. Yeah. Like actually impossible. And I'm never a fan of, Oh, you don't have enough of this consumable and you're now soft locked out of being able to win this. No, I agree. There, there are some, there are some serious design problems. Like, yeah, with like the like and it could just be lack of lack of uh, like the, the, the lack of power in the hardware or it could just be not understanding good game design completely yet. Yeah. Or, or yeah, you yeah. know, designing around our kind of an archaic way of thinking about stuff. Um, I, I think that I think part of the idea is probably that like um, one of the one of the most common power ups in I mean, really, in every Metroid game is a missile expansion. Yeah. And that starts in NES Metroid, where the missile expansions really, beyond a certain point, you don't really need that many of them, so they're not that important. And I think it was probably their idea for, like, we want we want to, like, we really want to emphasize how important missile expansions are. So you really want to get these, like, we don't want the missile expansions to feel, like, skippable. Right. 
we want them to feel we want them to feel like you really really need them and in this case they've done a good job of making you really really (laughs) need the missile expansions because like you have to have like some of the later bosses require literally like 30 missile hits to kill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last boss, I'm not exaggerating, is like 130 missiles or something. It is like over 100 if you do it the if you do it this if you just the like legit the way. way. Yeah, I, I legit is not really the right word because I think the the if you do it the uh, the straightforward way and not yes. the cool and clever and creative way that actually <laughs> yeah, exactly. makes the entire game cooler for it having does. it in it. It literally does. Um, the, so yeah, the dependence on missiles and the fact that like there are entire just parts of the game that are just uncompletable. If you don't, if you go into it without enough missiles, especially if you don't know, like I was able to avoid any major issues because I was using a map that had all of the boss locations expansions and the boss. Yeah. Yeah. They had all of that stuff listed. So I knew when I was going into a boss fight. And, um, and made sure to have enough missiles. But like, if I didn't, I would have just stumbled on one and not had what I and potentially not had what I needed to like deal with it. And that would have been really, that would have really sucked. Yes. Agreed. Especially cause I was using, I was playing this game on a emulator. So I just like created a save. Now I only kind of quote unquote cheated where I didn't like because of a death or something like that. Yeah. A hand, like maybe once or twice, but it would have been frustrating to have to go back to the save point, but it wouldn't have ruined my experience of the game. Sure. Yeah. It depends on how far back that save point was. And That's how far point. back is the save point and how unfair was the death that caused you to have to go to it? <laughs> True. You know what I mean? If yes. you lose a half hour of progress because you got scammed into a boss fight that you couldn't beat because you didn't have enough consumables. <laughs> that is, that is like a trifecta of feeling bad. That's true. Yeah. I, I suppose my, my praise of the game, it should be properly framed in that a, I had a map and B I was playing it on an emulator where I could save when I wanted to. Sure. So I didn't have to deal with it as much. Uh, so with those things in mind, it is a much weaker experience if you were to boot up your game boy version of the game right yeah uh it still doesn't with, take with no with that... no outside assistance of any kind it would it would it, it would be a very different experience than the generally positive one that i had yeah i yes. also have like a very real issue with like hey what if hey hear me out okay what if you had a metroid game that is all about eradicating Metroids. Yes. But except they're not actually Metroids. Okay. <laughs> but they're Metroid evolutions. But. <laughs> but they're not. They're just weird creatures. Yeah, I wouldn't even call them evolutions. <laughs> they don't. They they have nothing in common with Metroids. They just kind of fly around. They don't do any of the like the besides the jelly bottom. Why would they? Why would they evolve into worse versions of themselves? I have no clue. Like they These don't do. That cannot be answered. They don't do the the whole like energy absorbing thing, which is easily their most. It's easily their most dangerous and notable ability. Yes. 
they just kind of float around and poke you and maybe shoot a little laser beam. They're <laughs> completely non-threatening, which is further like consider like compared to the uh you know the the pure metroid the pure metroid uh main At move which is which is to fly directly towards you Sign attach your- <laughs> themselves to you in a way that like it, like make themselves completely undetachable and then just like bleed you dry in seconds yep and this is this is made very obvious by the, the, the fact that when you get to the end of the game, the end game enemy is just an unevolved Metroid, which is way more dangerous and scary than anything yeah, I mean, hell, that you even, have to deal even with. The, up to even that the, the baby Metroid is, is like snacking on environmental things that can't be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so like the whole premise of the game is like the Metroids have evolved. It's like, okay, you did that to like give to like a, make yourself able to call it Metroid and say (laughs) that you're fighting Metroids, but actually give yourself the ability to like create different enemy designs so that it's not all just the same ice beam, missile, 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 ice beam, missile, missile, missile for the whole game. (laughs) I get that, but just don't call them Metroids, call them anything else. Like they could be anything else. But then you're not eradicating Metroids. But then you're not eradicating the Metroids, I guess. Um, no, I get what you're saying, and I agree. And it's it's it doesn't like if it doesn't necessarily like negatively affect my experience with the game. I wouldn't but say, but it's silly. But it's weird. It just yeah, it, doesn't it, make sense to me. It pulls you out when you it, it basically when you peel back and look at the idea of the game, you're sort of like, huh? <laughs> now I'm a little confused. Yeah, it's just like. <sighs> The whole concept of like, yeah, these are Metroids. They share nothing in common with Metroids, but they're but they're Metroids. Fight the Metroids. They have they have the little jelly belly thing. Okay, that's it. I will say that the um, the environmental storytelling in this game that that okay the art in general, like I'm not even going to use the for a Game Boy game qualifier. Mm -hmm. Actually. The art in this game is pretty incredible. It's awesome. In fact, that's you know why Samus has her iconic shoulder pads? Uh, it's because of the Varia suit, right? Yeah. Well, it's because of this game, though, because they were like, what do we do? How do we how we can't add color? Yeah, they don't so have color. Do we... They didn't have a way to d- to differentiate between the normal power suit and the Varia suit. So they yep. made the Varia suit version of Samus have the big bulky shoulder so it would stand yeah, the out. Sweet shoulder pads. And that's why. Because in the did NES version, the, it was different colors. Did you ever see the um, the official art of it that shows, like, some weird, like, cyberpunk, like, gear me- mechanisms in the shoulders? Oh, like the like the cross-section of it or something? Yeah, it shows, like, the inside of the shoulder pads, and it's it's got a bunch of, like, gears and, like, mechanisms and stuff in there. That's That cool, I, no. I guess is supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be some sort of, like, mechanism for, like, increasing her power or whatever. Yeah, making her more defensive and not take damage from fire. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it is. It's also why Samus is big in the Game Boy version, too, because they were like, well, we want her everything to be visual and or like clear. So that's why she's technically she's way bigger than she would be if you were to like to scale the Samus's in other games. Right, right, right. Um, 
But yeah, the art. I. I but I it allowed the them to like do so much more with her design, with her suit yeah. design, and she. It looks great. It really like does. To, to think that this is this this is the step up from the NES version is incredible to me. Yeah, me too. And the thing that I started out saying is like I am as much as the whole uh, you know fight Metroids that aren't Metroids thing is weird and kind of not great. Um, <laughs> yeah. The fact that they foreshadow those boss fights with the shell, I love that is awesome. You see, like you see, it doesn't tell you anything the game doesn't explicitly say anything you just see this like hatched metroid shell and once you know what that represents you get to a a point where it's like oh shit something's coming yeah you see it and you're like it's close yeah and it's it's it is such a cool way to like a like it's a good gameplay thing to to let you know like hey you're on the right you're on the right track because they don't just throw them around willy nilly. Like there's, yeah. they are specifically where a an evolved Metroid is about to be, and they even they even go so far as to play with that a little bit. Because I remember there's one section of the game where you just get ambushed by a by a Metroid, and then the shell is is on it's in the hallway. Yeah, and you fight the Metroid, and then the normally you see the shell and then you're like, the Metroid is after that. And it's like, okay, I found it. And like, that's kind of their way of showing you like, it's kind of their way of showing you like where you should explore more. And it's like, if you find the Metroid after the shell, it's like, okay, I got it. Now we can move on. But there's one area at the beginning of a section where the Metroid just jumps you in the hallway with no warning (laughs) And then the shell is at the other end of the hallway. And it's like, oh, there it was. <laughs> yeah, and there's that other section where you have to do like a loop. And I think there's two shells in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, where, I think like, I know that's what you're first, talking about. That's like the first time you fight the 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 super duper Omega Zeta. I don't know what the tiers are. I don't remember anymore. It, whatever the, the final alpha, tier is. I think it's Alpha, Beta, uh, Zeta, and Omega. Yeah, it sounds right. So it's the first time you fight the Omega one where you have to loop back around and it tricks you like it's it's there the second time you th- go through the place. That was cool, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, I just, I just there's enjoyed a lot the of experience. really cool stuff that the game does that like for any game, it's a it's a cool thing. But like considering the Game Boy limitations and everything, it's way cooler. Yeah, exactly. And and I think knowing the lore of it that we do now, it makes this game super duper important also, right? Because I think about... this game is maybe the most important lore wise in the whole series. Easily, because it, it sets the I think it's at least so far because it's I, I well, I can't say that because I don't remember Fusion story very well. But um, this game does so many things for the lore of the game. A, it, it establishes that Samus is like the most badass bounty hunter right. in existence because like a, multiple teams of the Galactic Federation died while trying to get to this planet. So they're like, yep. oh, so we're just called Samus. Yeah. Um, then Samus kills Literally all just of hit these... the easy button. Right. Samus, Samus kills all of these Metroids, like, you know, genociding all these things. Starts to maybe feel sad or bad. We don't really know, but we can, we can add our own spin to it however we want to based on sure. how the future stories are being told. And then she finds the baby Metroid and is like, oh, hey, I, I kind of... Mercy. I kinda, I kind of feel for these things. And then you bring it home as your buddy and you, and then that thing ends up 
saving your life. Like it's it's sort of this. It's it's really an important p- part of the the whole the whole lore of Metroid. It introduces the baby. Mm-hmm. It introduces a. Um, it introduces like basically Metroids as a uh, Metroids as a weapon. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like. Because yeah, I, I don't it, remember the exact story of the first one, but it feels like it's just like the Metroids were just kind of there. Yeah. And this is like the whole I mean, that was the whole story of two bit. is like, oh, people like people could just use Metroids and weaponize them and we can't let that happen. That's actually a problem. Yeah. So it establishes that as an issue. Well, because the original game has Metroids there and that's sort of why the scientists are interested in being there is that right, like, right. Hey, there's this, there's this species that's eradicated all this crap on this other planet. And now they're right. on this planet. What's, um, what is happening? Like, let's, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's check them out. So th- they, they did know that they could be a weapon, but maybe it didn't, it didn't. And they didn't touch on it again later, but the idea that they can evolve and change is also sort of interesting. Right, um, right, right. Or, or that they're, cause in a way that their, their DNA is, is is inside of itself like it's alterable to a point where it will change form like a cocoon or something which i don't remember metroid dna will become important in fusion that's what i was about to say is that the dna of the metroid is is really interesting because that's sort of uh, right it, right right it literally becomes part of samus <laughs> so we established the idea of like metroids are dangerous because they can be weaponized so we have to get rid of them so mm-hmm. that like Metroid two is the game where it's like, okay, Metroids are now basically a, you know, like an endangered species. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because you murder. endangered them. <laughs> They're basically yeah. eradicated except for the one. Yeah. Um, and even that was just kind of like your, you know, your last minute decision. Mm hmm. Um, it establishes, uh, so it establishes like the eradication of Metroid is, it establishes the baby. It establishes, um, I, I think it establishes the Metroid home planet, uh, SR388, I think. Yes. Um, which comes up many times in the future. Um, it, it just, it does so much that like really informs everything that happens in the series after that. Yeah. It's really, it's really kind of amazing that a, like, to me, a a handheld version of it, a handheld uh, sequel or spinoff or whatever to an action game is usually, that's usually the spinoff zone. That's usually the like, oh, we're, this isn't going to be like a mainline story game. This is going to be just like, we want to get this franchise on handheld. So we'll just do like a little side story thing. Yeah, right. This is super not that. This is like <laughs> no, the most no. important bit of this whole story. It is. Like the the most stuff happens in this game that affects what happens in the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And I think the only game that comes close is maybe Fusion, which is hilarious because it's also handheld. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't Metroid kind of like a it's a it's it's low on their on their totem pole of games that make them lots of money. I don't it think is. So it gets relegated to the handheld zone. Yeah. Hey, thank God the switch is handheld. (laughs) I know. Right. Like it really, (laughs) it's just like they don't, they don't differentiate between handheld and and console anymore because they're the same thing. It's the (laughs) best thing that the switch does. Yes. Is, is bring those, bring those efforts into one place. (laughs) Man, I'm, I'm, 
I just I just had a lot of fun uh, play, playing this game, and I'm I'm just happy I did. Uh, I am I'm, too. I'm, I'm I'm really glad. I had actually like I had heard different things than you did. Okay. Um, I had heard generally uh, positive things about Metroid oh, cool. Two. I I'd, I'd heard like surprise like basically what I'd heard the most of is like you'll be surprised how good it is. Oh, wow. and that right, in yeah. fact was exactly my experience. Yes. Even that, that. going into it expecting to be surprised, I was still surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, then then you can imagine me going and thinking it was going to be bad and having it being like, "Whoa, this is really good." <laughs> like that was that was that was a very fun feeling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not without its flaws. Um of I course, think the yes. I think that the even though the final boss fight is really cool when you know how to do it, it's still frustrating as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a dumb boss fight overall. It's like, it's yeah. It's not a well-designed boss fight. It's just a well-designed way to kill the boss. It's That's yeah, super it's awesome. a poorly designed boss fight with a well-designed like cheese strat. <laughs> And it's it's basically it will, yeah, and it's gonna it will stick in my memory forever as like yes. oh man that was such a cool moment yeah it's definitely a memorable moment I I completely agree with that so I I I really appreciate that I don't know I'm just glad I got to experience it because that I think this game is I I think this game is better and more worth going back to play than the original like when we when oh, yeah, we did yes, the podcast yes. on the original NES Metroid which for, for us was weeks ago but for listeners was one week ago Oh right um, that's right um we we got into a d- discussion about like is it worth going back and experiencing like the history of, of the this, franchise of- and seeing sort of the humble beginnings and and seeing it for that reason, or would you just want to start the story by playing Zero Mission? Uh, Zero Mission, which is objectively a better version of the game. Yes, without a doubt. Um, and in this case, well, first of all, you didn't like the remake of this of this game. Not very much, no. So there's that. But even if you even if you had, I would say this is way more worth experiencing from a historical standpoint yes. than than NES Metroid it, by a wide margin. Absolutely. This this is a game if you like Metroid or you like this style of game, you should you should do yourself a favor and check it out cuz it's 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 really cool. It's incredibly impressive when when you take into account the timing and everything. And it's still a fun game, even when you're like, wow, I could be playing like literally anything else that's been released in the last 30 years. Like yeah. it's, it's still, I, I had a good time playing and it's short. It's, it's a, I, I beat it in two hours and I don't know, like 45 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I, my, my time clocked in at just over three hours. Exactly. So it's, and that's, and that's the quote unquote best ending, I believe. Cause you get, you get like under three, I think is. Yeah. That, and that's the, that's where you get, awkwardly sexualized samus <laughs> yeah it's still kind of weird that they do that it's like you you've spent this entire game treating this character as a as like a, a badass super soldier now it's time to make her a sex object yeah well it's really funny that's always a, that's always a weird that's always a weird shift but like i get it and in some ways the game boy one does it more than others because she has like super duper long legs and like a really big bust compared to even other drawings of her and stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think her um, 
I think her legs are like two thirds of the size, like two thirds <laughs> of her body length are yes. like her legs up to the hip. Yeah. It, what, what, when you when you have that in mind and you look at the image, it really will change the way the image looks. Because like, oh god, her legs are so big. <laughs> yeah, it actually like it actually makes the. It almost t- sends it into like uncanny valleys territory <laughs> oh, for sure. where it's like it goes from being like, oh, like picture of hot girl to like, wait, something's wrong. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I-, I actually don't really have anything else to say about Metroid 2. I, I think I've gushed about it enough. It's it's just I'm I-, I had fun. I'm really happy we played it. I think we covered it. Yeah. I uh, I feel good about playing it too. That is, this is the quintessential like man. I can't believe like not that I can't believe I missed out on this, but like I'm really glad that I know what this game is like now because yeah, this know, is I... this is a this is a piece of gaming history that was like enjoyable, but worth going back to experience. Yeah, For, like it's like it's it's both like I had a good time playing it, but more importantly, like. This is, I feel like this is a really important experience to have had. Yeah, agreed. And uh, next next time we'll be, we'll be, we'll be talking about the, 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 well, I guess it's the last one in the timeline at the moment. The penultimate. The penultimate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Metroid in our, in Fusion. our, in our streak of, uh, in our streak of covering the Metroid franchise up to, uh, up to the release of Dread, we will be skipping that uh you know that unimportant lesser known super metroid that everyone oh, yeah, forgets the, about i don't think anyone i don't no one cares about that what game. system was it even on it i don't know the turbo graphics yeah something like that i don't know it's it's <laughs> certainly not the, the 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 what's like kind of started speed running as a giant marathon as as the as like the end um, it's it's definitely not still one of the most like perfect and well designed games ever made. No, no, it's 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 bad. No, so the real the reality that. is like we and anyone who cares about Metroid knows Super Metroid. Like How people that don't care about Metroid probably. If you've ever a watched a GDQ, still... you know about Super Metroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. there is nothing that we have to say about Super Metroid. It's really good. Super Metroid's really good. It's probably the best Metroid game. Yeah, it's, I just it's, played it's one it. of the best video games that exists in it's history. Awesome. There is there if if you have a Switch and you have Switch Online and you haven't played Super Metroid, go play Super Metroid. Uh, there's there's nothing we can add to it. It's just a fantastic game. It's just like there's there's nothing really more to add to that. There's it's it's good. There's there's no point in us doing a there's as much point to us doing a, a a Super Metroid podcast as there was to us doing a Super Mario 64 podcast. Yeah, which we only did because of the collection that was released. Yeah, <laughs> it was really just to get to Sunshine and Galaxy. And we some due to our sense of like obligation that we needed to play them in order, we had to talk about it. But like there was no point to that and there's no point to a Super Metroid podcast. There's there is nothing that us idiots could say about Super Metroid that has not been said better, smarter and with more research. Yeah, exactly. So so we'll be talking about Super Metroid next week. (laughs) So we're talking about Fusion next week because like 
you already know that Super Metroid is good. We, you don't need us to tell you. Uh, and if you don't know, you should go play it. You should go find out. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's the, our, you know uh, what? There's on there's one there's one last thing about this. I feel like the um the Metroid Two like main over like Brinstar overworld theme. It's not Brinstar, but like it's basically fills that role. <laughs> yeah. Um, is really good, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's like there's almost no other music in the game. Yeah. Th- oh, that's it's all true, just actually. kind there's of it's all ambience. just kind of sounds. It's yeah, ambient it sounds. That 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 would be my only. It's almost a complaint, but at the same time, it fits with the game, so it's okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad at it, but I'm just thinking now about how I'm going to end the podcast, and it's probably oh, going to be right. with the. It's probably going to be with that one good theme, but then I have to find something to open with, and it's probably just going to be like annoying noises. I was about to say the annoying noises is really. Maybe you should end with the annoying noises in case someone accidentally clicks on the podcast and like, what the hell is Oh, this? no, you know what? You know what? I know what I'll do. What? I um, I started the NES Metroid podcast with the, like, Samus is appearing, like, opening theme. Yeah. You know, they like, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll probably just do that for all of the Metroid games, just their versions of it. Perfect perfect it's only like five seconds which is less time than i usually put at the beginning of a podcast but like well that way i can save the good music for like right now yeah yeah because the 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 actual opening to the the game boy metroid is is a piercing beeping sound (laughs) yep yep weirdly i think the i think the like samus appears um the the samus appears uh tone in this game is actually better than it is in fusion it's weirdly bad in Fusion, and I can't, I don't oh, know why. It really? It's, I cannot explain it. It's so, it's so bizarrely bad. I know the All GBA right. has, like, not great sound, especially on, like, any, on, on like, SNES ports. Yeah. Because the SNES sound system is just really good. But uh, it's, it, in Fusion, it's like, it just, it's so empty sounding. All right, I'm looking forward to, to hearing this. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, that's the end. That's the end now. All right, bye. Music now, bye.